0: Another turning point, a fork stuck in the road Tom grabs you by the wrist, directs you where to go So make the best of this task and don't ask why It's not a question, but a lesson learned in time It's something
1: unpredictable, but in the end it's right I hope you had the time of your life Woo! Big dirty. Woo! Guys,
0: we hope you had the time of your life on this Game of Thrones arc with us. We are on the final episode of the final season.
1: In the
0: end. <laughs> oh, Doesn't yeah. even matter because we're gonna One be with thing, you anyway. I don't know so. why. <laughs> yeah. Now this is like I said, guys. What we're doing here today. Uh, we are with you for season eight episode six the Iron Throne this is the final uh, aired episode of this entire arc and you know it's kind of sad to to uh, come to a close man it's emotional man it's uh it's been the ride.
1: Hope you had the ride of your
0: life. I oh, can go yeah. a couple ways, man. We might be careful with that one. Oh yeah. But, uh, <laughs> no, dude. So, uh, uh, you know, it's been it's been great. Uh, you know, that this season itself has been a, a magnificent beast to us uh, to tame, because everything has been so detailed. We've literally had to take one podcast episode for. Almost every single episode outside of one and two, which we crammed together in like a three and a half yeah. hour episode, man. So realistically, this is how detailed season eight was. We could have literally done a two hour plus episode on every single episode in this season. Oh, yeah. You know? I go back to laughing. Remember in February when we were like, yeah, in like eight episodes or something. We'll be on season eight. Yeah. No. <laughs> what was it? It's been what like, man it's 19 episodes so, or something like that we're past 19 we're like on 23 bro 23 like yeah, yeah we were we started game of thrones on february 9th you know i'm in on it's, front uh, game of thrones though i'm like what? yeah i know what you're talking about we're like on 23 or 24 of wow. game of thrones
1: mm-hmm.
0: um because a lot of thing is is like you know a lot of these seasons have you know two parts three parts four parts depending on what it is you know so uh yeah you know we're we're here to to bring you the the very last one of the series man so i mean as you not to get too sad and like you know sappy with you guys we're just really it's one of those things where you we put so much time into this over the months and you guys have put the same amount of time listening to us and sticking with us so uh, we'll kick it up. We'll make we'll make it a upbeat and happy and fun it's for us. Be, you know uh, yeah. what, what do they say? You know you don't cry because it's over. You smile because that happens. So it's like they say, Valar mogulius It's Valar Mogules. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. then Valar doheires. Mm-hmm. Now let's do some Malice in the chalice and drink for our uh, final season. The final yeah, episode of our final this season, is it, man. Mally in the Chally Oh. Mally in the Chally oh. baby. So it's almost like I feel like a funeral is happening. It's right funny because, like, I mean, technically what's about to happen, No, not the fortune. <laughs> but uh, I, what I always do before we jump in and give you a recap from last season, I always like to, to paint a visual picture for our friends who only listen to us on the podcast side of things and don't see us on video and YouTube. As uh, you see, we, we are very limited down to the bare bones for uh, our characters in front of you. But guys, again, it's on purpose. Uh, you know, this is all that's really left of the people that we had. Uh, you know, who started this entire uh, series with us. So you see, we've got Arya, John, Danny. We have her. We know that she never technically sat on the Iron Throne, but we, it's there for symbolism because she conquered uh, King's Landing, right? She she did what she set out to do. And we've got Drogon as well. But as you notice, everybody else is gone.
1: Break me down. <laughs> bury me. Bury me. I don't I even know that song. I am finished with you. That was
0: 30 Seconds to Mars, The Kill. I don't know that song. Foreshadowing. crazy. Wow, so, you don't know thirty. I know, seconds? and I love I love punk rock. So it really is frustrates at me that I don't know that song. Man, a
1: guy from georgia knows yeah. it. But the guy from NYC,
0: yeah.
1: one of well, the well, New York, it, but yeah. LA is really the rock capital, I guess. Right? Atlanta is
0: like the rap capital. I don't, yeah, but I don't know who the rock. I guess maybe Tennessee is a country capital. I don't know. Wait, where's is like, the rock? Yeah. And roll, isn't the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in Tennessee? I don't know, man. I
1: thought that was Graceland, like Elvis. Yeah. And my brother lives don't in know. Nashville. Honestly, so now, I do Honestly, now it's that. so
0: funny. Sometimes we get way off topic with our stuff, but like I, now I need to know where the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is yeah, or mean, I'm not going to be able to I continue this. I think it's L.A. It's I don't LA, think so, sure. man. We're going to find out right now. Is there, I know NYC has like a big... Well, Taylor Swift lives in NYC. The Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is actually in Cleveland, Ohio.
1: That's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Canton, Ohio. You, well, Canton, yeah,
0: yeah. Canton, Ohio is where the NFL yeah. Hall of Fame. NFL. Is. Okay. Wow. But the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is in Cleveland, Ohio. Why do you pick Ohio all the, all the places, places for these Hall of Fame things? Love you guys in Ohio. Yeah, way. we love you guys in Ohio. Our buddy
1: Corey from our college
0: program lives in Eaton, Ohio. Well, Nick, our you know really close yeah, friend, Nick, he, he's yeah. from uh, Lorraine, Ohio, and you know he's he reps all Cleveland stuff. Yeah. Indians, Browns. Yeah. He's a pain. We love you, Nick. <laughs> yeah, we love you, Nick. Those well, LeBron years, man, I wanted to kill
1: I mean, Nick. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I swear, yeah. Nick, yeah, if I hear the see one more thing won, won on it again.
0: Facebook about LeBron. And then the that? Cleveland uh, Indians made won it, it. Like, Well, the they next made year. it to the World Series. They lost to the the, yeah. uh, the Cubs. But, um, but yeah, yeah, man, I mean, let's, this is uh, goodbye. <laughs> this is goodbye. So what we're going to do now is we're going to give you a quick little recap of the Ending of episode 5, The Bells And then we'll pick up into uh, The beginning of episode 6 uh, it, uh, The Iron Throne, right? The Iron Throne Bang, yeah. bang So, bang, bang. Uh, you know A lot of stuff to kind of pull apart here It's hard to give you a quick summary on The Bells But think about what happened, guys uh, We lost Varys, he betrayed Danny, She burned him alive uh, You know, we had the big battle Between King's Landing and Daenerys's army And Jon's army that kind of combined together They wiped out uh, Cersei's army, no problem, um, they, uh, Jaime and Euron had a fight, Euron's dead, Jamie, you know, got mortally wounded, made it to Cersei, brought her down into, uh, the, the, you know, the where they the keep the dragon skulls in the Red Keep, like the tunnels or dungeons of the Red Keep, mm-hmm. and that collapsed on them, they died together, uh, you know, this is, this is again after, you know, I, I, I know that happened after the bells, but, you know, the real whole, The namesake of the uh, show, you know, Danny kind of fulfilled her uh, long, you know, foreshadow of becoming the Mad Queen. The bells rang. She had the choice to uh, allow the peaceful surrender or destroy the whole city, and she chose to destroy the whole city. Literally. A cool
1: fact about that, too, since you were recapping the bells, one thing that I think the cast and and the crew did really well which was cool they had they actually they got permission to do actually tear down king's landing where king's landing was so what they did was almost like they built this parking lot area that was there and they built a city around the city so when you saw the city crumbling it actually was a city crumbling Hmm. But then it just crumbled into what was actually there. But they did that so that way, you know, people wouldn't be thinking it was just CGI.
0: It actually was crumbling, which is wild. That's pretty cool, man. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that kind of leads us into the beginning of episode six. And, you know, the first thing that I have that I took notice, right? I mean, it's kind of the first opening scene. You know, first off, ash is flying everywhere. It's like, it looks like it's snowing in King's Landing and all the ash that's burnt up in the sky. But we see uh, Tyrion, Jon Snow, and Ser Davos. They're making their way through the streets with that ash all falling from the sky. You know, this and then this part, Tyrion actually tells them that he must go on alone. Like, like Jon and, and Sir Davos want them kind of all to stick together, but Tyrion's like, no, I must go alone here. And so he kind of branches off and then walks all the way through because, you know, he knows what he's looking for. Basically, uh, he wants the closure if either Cersei and Jaime were able to get out or if they ended up perishing in the King's Landing assault. (laughs) And remember how brutal it was. Like the smoke was everywhere. The ash
1: was all over the place, falling like snow. You had that guy that walked past Tyrion. Yeah, that was was weird. He was, like, scorned and burned He was, like, in shock. Didn't even know what was
0: going on. He was, like, that was so strange. Yeah. He was in complete shock.
1: Yeah, it was. I remember when this premiered, like, you were all kind of dead silent. Like, no one knew what was going on at this point. Like, oh, shit. Like, wow.
0: Yeah. 100%. You know, and next thing I got here, man, is when... Uh, John and Sir Davos they make their way through and we see Grey Worm and the Unsullied. And they're about to execute five Lannister men just sitting there on their knees. Now, guys, you know if you think about it, they just they, they how much more defeated do you want? Davos like literally says something along the lines of like like how much more they're on their knees? How much more right. defeated do you want them? You know, I didn't. I didn't write the actual quote down, but I think uh, Grey Worm says something along the lines of, you know, we won't stop until all our queen's enemies are dead, or something like that. Yeah, but I remember he was like, "In the name of the one true queen, Daenerys Targaryen, I sentence you to die." When yeah. John interrupted him. Yeah, he tries to intervene and catches Grey Worm's dagger, and like both sides pull spears. Like they actually were about to fight each other. Like the Unsullied were about to fight, like the Northmen, and like Sir Davos like uh, calls John off, literally. Yeah, if so. you wanted
1: to read it, you could. I have the quote.
0: No, dude, take it. Well, remember,
1: Grey Worm is like, it is not over until the queen's enemies are defeated, and he is soulless now because he doesn't care because Miss Sunday's dead. He has nothing to care for. Sir Davos, like you're saying, says, how how much more defeated do you want them to be? They're on their knees. They are breathing. Yeah. <laughs> Look like, around, you friend. We won. I obey. My queen's command, not yours. It almost reminds me of what's gonna come up much later on. You are not here to speak, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, then so after like Sir Davos calls John off, he literally Grey Worm carries out the orders and executes the men in the background. As you can't really see it as because it kind of fades away from them and kind of clarity is on John and Davos, but you can see him cut the throats in the background so and John
1: said and what are your Queen's commands yeah and Grey Worm said kill all that follow Cersei Lannister these are men that choose to fight for her and then that's the moment you're like wow like this is screwed up these are men that have surrendered
0: they are unarmed men at this point yeah it's it, and like I said, like the the biggest thing that I took away from that is, bro. They, they drew weapons on each other. Like Unsullied pulled their spears out, and the Northmen like were ready to like battle. Like you, you guys were just on the same side for this. Like, dude, you guys are gonna fight over five defeated Lannister men. Like, what's the point? So it's just really frustrating to kind of see how far that they were taking this nonsense when it was clear that they were no longer a threat. And I think and, if Masunday was still around, Great Worm wouldn't have done that for sure. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I, and then next uh, Tyrion, he goes beneath the Red Keep. He sees the ruins. The first thing he sees is Jaime's golden hand. You know, he removes a few bricks and, you know, he sees first Cersei's side of her face, then removes more and just uh, eventually sees uh, her brother and her sister's bodies. His brother and his sister's bodies uh, underneath the big pile of ruin of bricks and, and mortar that the building collapsed on them
1: and the first thing, right before they get there though, he walks past uh, the keep where the map is, and then he walks into the old room where, remember, he remembers seeing Tywin sit at the dining table with Joffrey and what's going on in his mind is he's having all these memories too before he gets down into the tunnel, just seeing his
0: entire home destroyed it's weird because I don't really consider King's Landing his home, I consider Casterly Rock his home, but Okay. <laughs> uh, I mean he—he's he only was in King's there a Landing long for time. not really. Because if you think about it, every season is only one year, really. In in that time, so if you think about it, if it's eight years, he wasn't even there eight years. He was—he's like in his thirties, so the majority of his life he spent in Casterly Rock. Well, my and point then he's is, not even—he wasn't even there for all eight years. He's only there for four years because then he went over to sail to uh, Essos, stayed two or two years in marine. So Casterly Rock is our home. That's why he thought that Jamie was, it was crazy that Jamie abandoned their home and just did it like no sentimental value. So, no, I don't consider King's Landing his home. I consider Casterly Rock his home. Well, Casterly Rock got taken over real quick. He didn't really give a shit about that, no, did he? he? He's the one that ordered it to be taken so that way they could <laughs> yeah. go. But so, I I'm wouldn't saying, really consider that his home either. That's for sure. So, he spent the majority of his life there. He only spent a short amount of time in King's Landing.
1: But, point being, he walks past the dining table. You know he, he's seeing kind of all these old memories that he used to have and he walks down into the tunnels
0: there but yep and then after that we got Arya. she's walking around we don't see any white horse though white horse just happened to disappear uh which i don't i started
1: thinking about that too like i guess the only other solution i come up with because this episode there's a lot of white stallions with dothraki on them was it like a
0: white stallion from the Dothraki? I don't know. It makes no sense, especially when they they made it a point to bring her out of there. Like she's not even riding it in this like whole episode at all. Like it's just like okay, cool, you got transportation out of the city. Almost was what it kind of came out to be, which is really disappointing because they could have took it in a lot of different ways and symbolism. And when we get into our uh, future, you know, our, our summary, then our rewrites that we're gonna do. I've got something special for that because I think they really did that a disservice Um, but yeah you know we start to see uh, Danny's men line up which I know will kind of go into your big speech well you know Tyrion he
1: removes a few stones from under the well We already deep.
0: talked about Tyrion like finding his sister and brother underneath there That's Yeah,
1: but he's completely broken and take a shot broken <laughs> at this point remember he starts crying and slams the brick on the ground like he so My point being is there's this big moment that happens coming up pretty
0: soon and that good Which we it. had a big feeling that was gonna happen anyways because he was super like distraught and in shock that she did that to the city to begin with like let alone his own family that got mm-hmm. like you know killed in it i mean he he couldn't he can't be that like naive to not think that cersei and jamie were going to die because look all the bad things cersei did like he had to know that danny wasn't going to let her live regardless if she like you know crumbled underneath the red key or if they had to take her prisoner and burn her alive like cersei wasn't living Jamie probably wasn't either, because he betrayed them and tried to get through her lines, and she took him captive. Tyrion released him. So, you take those two things aside. Tyrion was already upset just because he had this whole plan. Hey, if they ring the bells, call off the attack. We had him in agreement that, like, once they surrender, we'll stop. And like, you didn't. Like, you, like, like, you turned into everything that I despise as a person. Like, you are, you know, you are your father. <laughs> I think this is the. I think this is the
1: breaking point for him, though. I think he still had hope that Jamie would get her out of the tunnels. Is what I think.
0: I don't know, because like if he did, if he wouldn't do that. He could have went the back way where Euron like attacked Jamie and went that way into see where they came out if they came out. Like, but remember all the he way released through. him. No, I'm talking. I know what you're go. talking about. I'm talking about like when at the exit, uh, you know, the the tunnels to get to get out. That's where Euron came in and fought Jamie. Jamie's already released by this time. Jamie's trying to Mm -hmm. get to Cersei. Yaron and Jamie fought at that little beach area before going into the tunnels that will lead into the Red Keep. Correct. So if Tyrion could have went that way and and saw that it was blocked off, but he 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 wanted to see the bodies because he already knew. I don't think he had any hope. Had a suspicion. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think he had any hope that they that they escaped. You know. Because the whole city was torn. Whole city blew up. Yeah. so I think he already had an idea, but then like mm-hmm. he was, like I said, like I think he went down there to get the closure. Right. Like that's why I said, I'm going to go by myself. I'm yeah. going to go alone. Which so, a
1: little bit I want to bring up here. So you have John at this point. Um, he's walking up the steps uh, to where you're about to have this big moment where you see the city has been conquered. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the it looks like snow, but it's raining ash and smoke. <laughs> and, it you know, the land has the fire and the smoke coming out from each side. And they're walking up the steps. And you brought something to my attention here. Cause I was wondering about this. These steps are red. These are the steps from where
0: in season five Cersei did her atonement with the high uh scepter. That's my thought. I can't like back that up, but that's the only thing that makes sense because other than those steps, there was never any like shown big monumental steps in King's Landing. So my only thought it could have been is that's where Cersei did her walk of atonement and also where they were gonna make Marjorie do hers as well when they pardoned Marjorie because she brought a new uh, soul into the light of the seven, which was Tommen, and then he came out, and they all cheered at them on the steps. So I, I feel like that has to be what they were going with. That, I think that's what it is, because I
1: started looking into it more, and it looks like it's just been almost half-collapsed. Mm. Like, both sides of buildings are completely... Take a shot. Are Are gone. Mm. And the steps were red and i was asking josh i was like why are these steps red and it is exactly like you said cuz i started looking into it more and you can see the blood splattered all over the steps and the walls yeah and then this is when <laughs> last week i was i woke up <laughs> as i was
0: watching it to fall asleep just to kind of rewatch it i noticed a big mistake here and i also i noticed something too um that's not a mistake it was actually a really good a really good right that some people probably didn't notice talk about the mistake first and i'll talk about the good thing and then you'll go into her speech so we went into this turn
1: yeah and last of the starks that episode yes when they
0: were going they're going yeah. to
1: dragonstone so look at this banner <laughs> It's hard to see this. You can see it on. We'll put the it on website. the website. Yeah. It's already on the website. Oh, you already put it on there. Yeah, good, good. good. This like actual like cool. picture of this one and the one of the actual Targaryen uh, sigil you can see on there, and Sig- you'll see what sigil. I, That's a sigil. sigil. Yeah, sigil. This banner, which is the biggest banner overhanging, because they have taken the largest
0: Targaryen banner I've ever seen. Largest Targaryen banner I've ever seen.
1: Has four legs. When we were talking, <laughs> what do Targaryen dragons have?
0: How many legs do they have on the house symbol? On the house symbol, they have two. And then on their bodies, you know, it's, it's, it's weird because the wings are kind of the arms at the same time. So it's not like the wings are separate from the legs on the actual dragons either. So really, it should be only showing two legs regardless. And, um... Yeah, I I can corroborate Chase's story. I saw all four you, you <laughs> FaceTime me at like midnight. I was so stoked I was like I, I was actually more annoyed because I thought yeah. I was just gonna watch it and fall asleep and I was like, Oh, better write this shit down. Yeah, he uh, he FaceTimed me at like midnight and he was like, Do you see that? And then he he flipped this the screen around and I I saw it and I was like, Oh shit, yep. Yep. So the Targaryen symbol, the Sigil Sigil. Sigil Sigil, sigil has
1: Four legs, which in the books, they have four legs. Yeah, but the but, the
0: books, Banner, and like Sigil does not look like these ones anyways. Yeah, and you can't just so, bring
1: that in when seasons one through seven, you've had two legs the whole time. It's crazy. And you made two mistakes, the same mistake in the one season.
0: So that makes no sense to me. So just throwing that out there. Now, the one piece of detail here that I thought was super cool, if you guys noticed, when Daenerys walks forward... You can take a look at all of the braids in her hair. That now, was awesome. what how that signifies, I means she's always gonna be, you know, how she got her start as a Khaleesi, right? She's a, like the queen of the Dothraki. And how do the Dothraki honor conquests and conquerors? They add braids to their hair. Now, you see a bunch of braids, like, I don't even know if you guys can see this here, but all the braids added to the very back of that, it's just, it was really good piece of detail that I was happy that they added in there because it was necessary. Because she conquered uh, the Army of the Dead, and she conquered King's Landing. She conquered all of Westeros, conquered Marine conquered Astapor Yunkai. As she's been going along, she's been adding more and more braids to her hair. To where, right now, it's just full of knotted braids to like the fullest extent. It looks really, really cool. And it's a nice piece of subtle detail, I think they added there. Um, right. Now, before you start the the speech, one thing I, you know, thought was interesting. I didn't like, is the unsullied in Dothraki here below her, and how are there still so many of them? There was like like the hundreds and thousands of them, and it's like. Guys, you guys literally just had two wars. You know, it looked like in the long night you barely had, you had like six total Dothraki and like 50 unsullied. But nope, now there's a bunch of them that came out of nowhere just waiting for you to give your awesome speech, Khaleesi. Awesome. I thought like, it, it was so, half so ridiculous. It was there. It's supposed like, to be there, right? So silly. You know, and then also when Danny walked forward drogon was behind her that was and cool. so it looked like danny had dragon wings for a second yeah. as it flew up and i thought that looked pretty it awesome. reminded me
1: of like demon wings or yeah, like a exactly. vampire or something yeah right behind yeah. her it
0: looked like she had herself had the wings it which was awesome was pretty dope that was and a
1: big part of the trailer for this episode for a yeah. long
0: time yeah so and that will lead into the part i know you are dying to get to my man yeah this part is really cool um
1: So one thing I can actually say is I learned a new language (laughs) during this arc. Uh, I can't use it anywhere else but here. (laughs) So that's why I'm going to say this one here. But to make sure I got the exact words, I actually had to go to the guy that wrote the script of this show because the exact words of this you can't find anywhere else. And actually, the exact script was edited just a little bit to cater a little bit more to the tone and the pauses um, which I think actually added to the effect there but Amelia Clark, which is pretty amazing almost like Heath Ledger how he locked himself in a hotel for a long time she studied videos on Hitler uh, for this speech for weeks and it was pretty awesome um, just the way she portrayed it I think she's a phenomenal actress. But the speech is actually in two parts. So a lot of people don't know. The speech originally in the script here wasn't incomplete Low Valyrian. The speech was actually in Dothraki, and then it's in Low Valyrian. A lot of people don't know that. It's actually two separate parts. Um, so that's where it can get confusing to people. And then they had to edit some things. Just to make sure the transition uh, sounded fluent with the pauses, Uh, so it's very interesting. That so Danny walks up, and you know, you have the Dothraki that are chanting, and they're like (laughs) ah, and you have the Unsullied that are stomping, and you know, they had the sticks, the sticks, sticks. yeah, the sticks are like stomping, right? Yeah, and then Drogon screeching, and she pauses for a minute and looks at the crowd and. It's smoking and the ashes is raining. She goes, Koi Koi! Shafka vanadish shenanad, Ravishandali! Shafka anadish dos aris, dos arakamiran Ashkis mori! Shafka anish, aquin mori! Ani Russish and Ali, And then you have a 13 second pause here. And this is when you have Drogons on that platform over the Dothraki. He's screeching and roaring. And the Dothraki are chanting. And she turns to Grey Worm and says, Togo Noriel. Turgo Torgonudo Turg- <laughs> Hinrogemus posa in ma decrupta, nadjio materio hydrae posibahai, cari ixa, avitolvio azantiro nori agintazi, brozondario valeria valeriat. And then you have the Unsullied that are stomping their spears, and the Dothraki that are still chanting, and Drogon roars again. Dugavagidis. Hemian Minhati. Nogagati. Nocentas. Siha Buzari Ubredias. Sodearmio Ixat Invabatian Vivo Violi Dirati. Evili Bozanis Tetas Dorior. In Vabador, Vivo Via. Mio non Diderat. Vio Baliat. Vivagil Vadoriant Hin liso viliant, hero garat, Ibali valer, rinyer, dol grivo gobatis, grivi inma poliat. And in English, what that means is you have blood of my blood. You kept all your promises to me. You killed my enemies in their iron suits. You tore down their houses. their stone houses. You gave me the seven kingdoms. Drogon roars the Dothraki chants, They're stomping their spears. Torgo Nudo. You have walked beside me since the Plaza of Pride. You are the bravest of men. The most loyal my soldiers. I name you commander of all my forces. The queen's master of war. And then they're stomping their spears. The Dothraki are chanting, the horses are neighing. Drogon roars again. Unsullied. All of you were torn from your mother's arms and raised as slaves. Now you are liberators. You have freed the people of King's Landing from grip of a tyrant. But the war is not over We will not lay down our spears until we have liberated all the people of the world From Winterfell to Dorne From Lannisport to Karth From Summer Isles to the Jade Sea Women Men And Children have suffered too long beneath the wheel will you break the wheel with me and everyone's screaming and chanting and this is
0: when you're like she is bad shit crazy yeah and then that leads into one of my favorite parts of this uh, episode Um, Tyrion he starts walking forward Daenerys looks at him As in, like, you don't deserve to be up here. Like, that she doesn't say that, but like, that's the kind of look that she gives him. And she accusingly says to him, like, she already knows, she says, You freed your brother, you committed treason. And Tyrion responds, I freed my brother, and you slaughtered a city. And then T- Danny looks at Tyrion like, "Excuse me? Like she like uh, she didn't say this again." It's the facial reactions. Got to read body language, guys. She looks at him like, "How dare you like say this to me?" At that point, Tyrion removes his hand of the queen badge and throws it down the steps in front of Grey Worm, John, and Danny's entire army. Can you imagine this little dwarf man basically spitting in their queen's face in front of her entire army? How, qua- how crazy was that? Imagine how embarrassing that would be if you were Danny too. Yeah, Not to
1: mention you just took the biggest city out there and you're in front of your entire army and your own hand you personally picked is throwing down the pen you gave him to symbolize that he's done with the position you
0: honored him with choosing him as thinking he was the best for it you know what's funny too this is a full circle moment guys stick with me here i know it's, it's not that big of a stretch remember back in season one when ned stark threw down the hand of the king badge and robert baratheon because he refused to kill who daenerys targaryen He refused to be a part of the plot to kill her as a child and threw down his hand of the king badge. Fast forward all the way to season eight, Tyrion as the hand of the woman that he then did not want to kill, throws down his hand of the queen badge when she fucks up. Yeah. So I mean, going back to Dario back in the day,
1: she is now a full blown conqueror.
0: Otherwise she would have stopped here. Yep. And at this point, Danny tells the unsullied to take him. He looks at John with this weird look in his eye, like, boy, you better do something. That bitch is crazy. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, like he really gives him that like side look there. And it was and when
1: they were mentioning, you know, Winterfell. That was one of the biggest parts to him, and they were mentioning all these places and they were chanting, and she was talking about liberating the other places, it got John's attention. Like, sh-
0: we have a problem. And then, which is funny, because then, who appears next to John out of the thin air? Your girl, Arya. She appears oh, yeah. next to John and warns him that she knows a killer when she sees one. How would she know that? Because she is one. <laughs> so, it takes one to know one, as they say, right? <clears throat> Now, so no what do you have next? Because I've got John going to see Tyrion. Do you have anything in between?
1: I <laughs> got She says, Zene Najikatas,
0: take him. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, so. And they they take Tyrion off. So then John he, he goes to see Tyrion. Now, do you have a lot of, I didn't write down any of their quotes. There's only one quote there that I thought was funny. Nothing super important to the plot line until a little bit down, but one of the funny things I started with it, the one that quote I started with their interaction is uh, Tyrion telling Jon now my ashes can tell Varys' ashes, see I told you <laughs> that is great, <laughs> like, that so is favorite, awesome one of my favorite like, things that he says there you know, and, and there's, there's a couple big quotes in here, I just didn't you know write down their whole interaction together you know, he tells Jon I chose my fate the people of King's Landing did not, right yeah. So
1: There was only a couple in here, and it's just because it relates <clears throat> to past seasons. Yeah. I really like the one you said. There's even a part before it where he was like, thank you for coming to see me. Our queen doesn't keep prisoners for long. <laughs> that was great. But one thing that I realized with Tyrion, he even feels bad for his past. He says, I shouldn't be thankful. Oblivion is the best I could hope for. I strangled my lover. I shot my own father with my crossbow I betrayed my queen like he is still feeling bad about Which killing his father
0: and his old girl what is something that we both forgot to bring up I guess we just say cuz he asks John you know you're the best person to answer this question you know like is, is there an afterlife and John's like not that I've seen yeah and that's when he goes well you know I guess oblivion's the best I can know whatever not uh, that whatever. I have seen <laughs> yeah, <right? laughs> yeah so uh <clears throat> You know, I, I, Tyrion basically makes Jon realize what he has to do. I mean, do you have the whole the whole quotes in between them? Yeah. Go for it.
1: So Jon goes, you didn't. Didn't. I did. And i do it again now that I've seen what I've seen. I chose my fate. The people of King's Landing did not. I can't justify what happened. I won't try. But the war is over now. Is it? When you heard her talking to her soldiers, did she sound like someone that was done fighting? She liberated the people of Slaver's Bay, she liberated the people of King's Landing, and she'll go on liberating until the people of the world are free and she rules them all. You've been by her side, counseling her until today. Varys was right. I was wrong. It was vanity to think I can guide her. Our queen's nature is fire and blood. And they kind of go back and forth, and John says, You think our house words... <laughs> Do the John accent. No, I, don't I always have it, it, man. You think our house words are, are stamped on our bodies when we're born? If that's who we are, then I'd be fire and blood, too. <laughs> She's not her father. No more than your Tywin Lannister. That sounds more country than... Yeah, right. <laughs> Not was, one. You're a town last there. Yeah. <laughs> My father was an evil man. My sister was an evil woman. Pile up all the bodies of all the people they ever killed and there still won't be half as many as our beautiful queen, queen slaughtered in a single day. Like, imagine what that's saying. Yeah, dude. And John says, Cersei left her no choice. The moment the gates fell... The moment the gates fell, the battle was over. She saw her friend beheaded. She saw her dragon shot out of the sky and she burned down a city for it. It's easy to judge when you're standing from the battlefield. Would you have done it? What? You've been up there on a dragon's back. You've had the power. Would you have burned the city down? Yes, you do. You won't say it because you don't want
0: to betray her. Well, John you know. says, I don't know first before he says, yes, you do. Yeah, I don't know yeah. first. Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> but you, you, you see the point here. It, um, and then Tyrion says, It matters more than anything. When she murdered the slavers of Astapor, I'm sure no one but the slavers complained. After all, they were evil men when she crucified the hundreds of marine nobles who would argue they were evil men. The Dothraki cows she burned alive, they would have done worse to her. Everywhere she goes, evil men die, and we cheer her for it. And she grows more powerful, and more sure that she is good and right. She believes her destiny is to build a better world for everyone. If you believe that, if you truly believed, wouldn't you kill whoever stood between you and Paradise? And then here you just have a little bit more. This is kind of a long conversation between them. But um, you know, Tyrion says, I know you love her. I love her too. Not as successfully as you. But I, I think I brought that up her. a couple episodes. You did, ago. and that's why I wanna bring this up. Yeah. Uh, with all my heart, love is more powerful than reason. We all know that. Look at my
0: brother. And this is when John says, "Ooh, the full circle moment, right? Take it." John uses Maester Aemon's quote from back in season two in the Night's Watch, or season three in the Night's Watch, where he says, "Love is the death of duty." And Tyrion comes back with, "Sometimes duty is the death of love." Tyrion asks, Who's the greatest threat to the people now? It's a terrible thing I'm asking. But it's the right thing. Who is more dangerous to her than the rightful heir to the Iron Throne? That is the decision. She is the queen. I'm sorry to come
1: to this. Yep. Yeah, and that's when he says, "And your sisters,"
0: mm-hmm.
1: and that's when it gets John's attention. Exactly. Do you have Do you have that part? Yeah. And your sisters? Do you see them bending the knee? My sisters will be loyal to the throne. Why do you think Sansa told me the truth about you? It is because she doesn't want Danny to be queen. She doesn't get to
0: choose. No. But you do, and you have to choose now. Pretty powerful moment. Yeah, 100%. And so, you know, what's crazy here, Danny approaches the Iron Throne face-to-face with what she saw after since the beginning. And if you guys remember from back in Season 2 in the House of the Undying when she was in Karth, this is the exact vision she had. You know, when we saw the throne and she was walking up to it we thought it was snowing but it was actually all the ash Uh, this was one of those amazing full circle moments that we got to see the vision come to reality almost like when Bran had the vision of the dragon shadow over King's Landing and that came to fruition in the bells this is that full circle moment from the house of the undying vision right? Right. so John actually approaches her in the throne room He confronts her about little children and women dead in the streets. Do you actually have the full quotes that they were talking back and forth?
1: You know I got every quote, man. I know you probably
0: (laughs) do, man. Take it.
1: So, Danny says, When I was a girl, my brother told me that it was made with a thousand swords of Aegon's fallen enemies. What do a thousand swords look like to the mind of a little girl that can't count to twenty? I imagined a mountain of swords too high to climb. So many fallen enemies, you could only see the soles of Aegon's feet. I saw them executing Lannister soldiers in the streets. They said they were acting on your orders. It was necessary. Necessary? Have you been down there? Have you seen children? Little children burned? I tried to make peace with Cersei. She used their innocence as a weapon against me. She thought it would cripple me. But Tyrion? He conspired behind my back with my enemies. How have you treated people that have done the same to you, even when it broke your heart? Forgive him. I can't.
0: You, you can. <laughs> I don't have that, I just, remember that. I just remember that in my head. I'll let you take it. Where is it? Okay. You can. John says, you can. You can forgive all of them. Make them see they made a mistake. Make them understand. Please, Danny. Danny replies, we can't hide behind small mercies. The world we need won't be built by men loyal to the world we have. John comes back with, the world we need is a world of mercy. It has to be and you actually have something that you want to add to that right there I'll bet you get that back
1: I put in a box here um, this is the moment where John realizes Danny can't be changed
0: because dude that's so funny I have it just a little bit after that mm-hmm. so read the rest of the so that's where you think that he realizes it read the rest of the codes and I'll tell you where I think I realize it here
1: and it will be It's not easy to see something that's never been before. A good world. How do you know? How do you know it will be good? Because I know what is good. And so do you. I don't. You do. You do, you've always known. What about everyone else?
0: All the other people that think they know what's good. They don't get to choose. That's the part I right there. I have written down. She replies, "They don't get to choose." And I believe this is where John finally sees her yeah. for what she is. Is that th- th- she straight up says, "I know what's good. I'm the one that gets to make all the choices. I know every like like in that point, John's like, "Are you psycho?" Like in his mind's like, "No, no, like because yeah. he's sitting there admitting to himself, I don't know what's good. I don't have all the answers." danny's acting like she knows all the answers and basically you know she basically thinks she's god you know yeah. she makes the, all the choices she knows what's right and what's wrong and no other person gets to choose Actually, and i think Mercury, it's at that point
1: fuck danny that's fucked up yeah and that's why i said i think this <laughs> yeah. i believe
0: this is where john finally sees her for what she is yeah and is this the part where she he says our favorite line you are my queen now and always or is there yeah. more to it before that
1: there's a little more to it okay. right before alright take take the rest of that I right. want to say it just cause this is we've been on this ride with her for so long Okay, and she says be with me build the new world with me this is our reason it has been from the beginning since you were a little boy with a bastard's name and I was a little girl that couldn't count to 20 we do it together we break the wheel together
0: while well, you take it and this is when he says that you are my queen now and always. Which is weird because, like, this now and always stuff, it's a northern saying. Because remember back when Rob Stark, rest in peace, my boy Robbie! But anyways, Rob Stark, when uh, they were asking, he was, uh, Theon, they were all pledging their swords to him as the king in the north. And, and Theon asked him, Am I your brother now and always? And Rob replies, Now and always. So it's like, Now and always is like a northern like things. So I found it very really interesting that he used those words right here. And then at that point he kisses her. Right? And as he kisses her, pulls a little dishonest John that we don't see very often. <laughs> <He> <laughs> pulled, I like it. A little Sneaky Jay. Big dirty. A little dishonest Sneaky J. John. I wanted
1: I was pissed. <laughs> I <laughs> so it's tell
0: him what happened with Sneaky Jay. <laughs> so <laughs>
1: Yeah, he, he is kissing her, and it's almost like, you know, he's kissing her like he's almost breaking down. Like he's pulling her in. Because he I'm knows like, what he's about is to do. This is the last, this is it. And he pulls out the knife from his right side, pulls it up, plunges it into Danny, and she's like, oh! And she looks down, and she can't believe. She's almost in tugg- total shock at this point. Can't believe what's happening in that it's the person she's loved this entire time that's doing this to her i want to say the entire time since they met well but. since they met with someone taller but <laughs> she uh, starts bleeding from the mouth yeah from her mouth corner of the mouth and then she starts bleeding from the corner of her nose and the blood starts running down her neck and she falls back completely take a shot limp almost like a rag doll And John holds his hand over her, under her, holding her, and pulls her down to the floor and is almost just broken down as we hear
0: our big badass boy start creeping up here. Before that, and this is something that I have. Uh, well, not not terribly before like he stabs her in the heart with his dagger and he lays her down But like what I wanted to make a big mention of because I mean I th- obviously it's pretty clear-cut, you mm-hmm. know, no No doubt about it, but I think it's really important to mention this was the hardest choice John's ever had to make He had to decide to kill the Queen of Westeros his person he loved and the person who just liberated everyone in the seven kingdoms someone he's fought alongside that helped save everyone from the army of the dead someone that helped save him from beyond the lake when he was gonna like he was gonna die uh, out there with all of his people without being able to bring a white back the person who allowed him to mine dragon glass like he had to make the hardest decision he's ever had to make and he, he made again like john always does Made the right choice. Which? Why would he not try to tr- challenge her with his lineage, though? I just don't think he wanted a full-out war. He didn't want to fight her. And like, here's the thing: like, <laughs> like if he challenges her for the lineage, they're probably gonna lose because she's got Drogon, yeah. she got Unsullied, and she's got Dothraki. Like, according to this episode, like when we do our rewrite, I think it's completely different. Like, they should not have that many people left. But anyways, yeah, like. Think about that like your only hope there is really hoping that the Prince of Dorne takes your side You know and then you have like a more even sort of battle But if it's just the tired Northman who just went through the long night and just went through the arm battle of King's Landing It's gonna be a tough fight for Jon when she's got a dragon to deal with he's got a dragon He's got somehow figure out how to kill too. Do you think it
1: would have come to that point though? As yeah, he absolutely.
0: Dan- Daenerys would never have accepted Jon. Like she's been about this whole entire thing like, she wanted to swear him to secrecy, like not even tell Son- his own family. Like he basically wanted to shut up about it and never mention it again. You know, she would never have accepted anything less than being the ruler of everything.
1: Yeah, and I mean, it's like Very said: if they married each other, she would bend him over backwards. Yeah, um, bend him to her will. Yeah, and. Mm-hmm unfortunately and then we're foreshadowing it's kind of screwed up because he's the one that makes the sacrifice and yeah, find out yeah, what happens gets, to him
0: Yeah, gets screwed S- himself <laughs> so speaking of the dragon we were talking about Drogon shows up he smells his mother nudges her with his nose and she doesn't move and at that point Drogon understands that she's dead and he lets out a roar of grief mourning and sadness and it was a heart-wrenching split of a scream that this animal you know let out her child that you know that's the she's the mother of dragons well she's gone she's dead and drogon realized that
1: and she was limp he was nudging yeah. her with his nose and she yep. was just falling
0: back and forth so what i have next i have john he stands ready to accept his fate like he knows this this dragon's gonna probably burn him to a crisp and he is ready to accept it because i think part of him wanted it to happen think of what that
1: means for john like he like how much he cared how much he even cares about his people like he always has put him he's never been the most intellectual guy on the battlefield but he's always put everyone else above himself
0: and this is exactly why, you know, Varys knew he would be a good ruler, is because exactly he'd do what's right for the people. And when I do my rewrites, you guys will get a little sneak peek bang, bang, bang. bang but, bang. anyways, yeah. uh, you know, it, I think that John right here almost wanted Drogon to roast him, just burn him to a crisp, because he just made the hardest choice of his life. He knows he's going to have to face the consequences for it. He's had a hard life up to this point, he's already died once. Like, he probably just wanted Drogon to end it but Drogon I don't think he even gave a shit like he was like here's the thing it wasn't like
1: a a stand up to like how he did to series. like oh, like this is it like I'm preparing for it it was just like just fucking kill me like who yeah. gives a shit like anymore? he
0: didn't yeah exactly and and uh, what I was gonna say as well too like Drogon actually turns and melts the Iron Throne which I found kind of silly because the fact that the dragon makes a connection that the throne is what actually killed Danny is kind of outrageous. That's a little bit of a stretch. I mean, it's a big stretch. You have dogs that know things. But but like, oh, this is like, you know, this is what drove my mother mad and why she died. Like not (laughs) the guy who stabbed her in the heart. This is the real problem. Like the dragon's supposed to just have that crazy intellect where it's like, okay. You know, and another problem I think we both have with this episode is like, Bro, this part is only like 30 minutes in like danny dies so early and this all happens so like early that. and so quick what would have
1: been cool though if like she was dead laying in his arms and burnt a uh, drogon
0: burned them both to a crisp well like, danny sucks, wouldn't have but... been burnt to a crisp because danny is impervious oh to yeah fire. But, but john, john, john would have been died and john... think of that
1: and then she would just lay there. That's pretty fucked up. But, like, the, it's almost like a Romeo and Juliet. That's funny. But to your point, yeah, the theory on this is, is that Drogon chose to do the right thing for justice and burn the throne <laughs> instead of John.
0: Yeah. The, the mindless dragon who burns cities and shit to a crisp <laughs> did the right thing for justice. <laughs> you did. The, that's my point, that here. Dude, This is the most farted,
1: stupid shit. Because people always want to try to prove, hey, it's the right way out. They choose the right way. That's fucking stupid. Yeah, not because smart. go back to the Bells. Did he choose the right fucking way and go yeah. against Danny? He has the choice. It wasn't Danny that shot fire out her fucking mouth. It was Drogon. <laughs> yeah. That's my problem here. Like, that's bullshit. 100%. I agree with you. Yeah. I think yeah, that's fucking stupid. John's ass should have burnt. <laughs> if that's the way you're gonna do it,
0: right? You know, I mean,
1: like, which one, I, been, okay, I, okay okay I would have been, I would have been okay if John burnt.
0: I would be okay if he didn't get burnt, but also that they don't burn down the Iron Throne. Like, don't make it seem like this dragon knew the the yeah. like the correlation. Like, oh, this is what drove my mother mad. Like, get out of here, man. Like, get out of here. I think of that though. So, At least, I feel like I would.
1: It would have been more acceptable to me. If, no, like, you know all I'm they do? showed was I'm the gonna, fire. I'm going to drop
0: Danny it. here in front of us and have Drogon burn the dang throne. There we go. <laughs> burn the shit. There, now the throne's burning and Danny's dead. You guys can all see it there. on the- <laughs> I just didn't like the way she went out at all. Like, I get it. You got to go so out. So anticlimactic. And, like, that's, dude, I'm telling you, you're going to like my rewrite when I do it, yeah. dude. I'm yeah, telling you. That I'm going to tell you you're going to like it. some
1: badass uh, shit. I can't wait.
0: Yeah. Um,
1: but I get it. You... Like the only one that could get close to her because of her guards and stuff. Mm -hmm. Even Drogon, remember he. There's a part (laughs) as Jon's walking in right before he shakes himself out of the. You think ashy dust? No, it's the ash. Yeah. Yeah. And he's the one that could get close to her, but it just doesn't seem right. Not for all this time, for eight seasons to the last episode. You go go like like that. that.
0: I agree. Like that, at least go out in like a blaze of glory or something, something. crazy, like ready to like fuck up everything else. Like, yeah, I won't to give too much away, guys, because right. I got some real cool stuff yeah. for you in a couple mm-hmm. weeks. But, anyways, Drogon scoops up Danny's body and flies off, right? And so, my question is, you know, where did he take her and what is Drogon's fate? Like, whatever happens to him? So, those are some questions I have. I know that, like, if we don't have to skip too far ahead, there are some theories that. Uh, he took her to Volantis maybe Valyria where she like where she had the old blood from Maybe like, there's a Targaryen crypt there or something. We don't know You know, hey, screw it. Maybe he brings her back to fucking Dariana Harrison Marine, and then they launch a war on. You know, who knows? But I'm just saying, I do not like like to never have that answered, and just have her fly off with him, and we don't see either Drogon or Danny's body ever again from this moment on. Because guys, we still got a bunch of the rest of the episode left, and like this, they never they never show up again.
1: Yeah, just a few things on that. Not much, but because I we have the summary. But, so there are a few theories here, just so you can hear the theories on these. One is he takes Dany's bodies east, um, because that's where the birthplace of the lands of the Dothraki were, and the birthplace of dragons themselves, uh, to bury her near the fallen empire of Valyria. Kind of makes sense. I think more of a better theory is this next one that he's bringing her to volantis because i want to be biased and optimistic so volantis is one of the nine free cities and also it's going to be backed up with something that happens later that we'll talk about um but what would have been cool is you know that's where a lot of the i don't red priestesses are in the free cities so Hopefully she would that would answer a prophecy, but they want to fuck us here, yeah. so that one happened. Um, but um, uh, the other one is well. So the point here is they think he wanted to return Danny to Valantis because it was the motherland where she grew up, there where the Red Priests would be. So one, it once spanned most of Essos during the Valyrian Empire. And that was the ancestral home of the Targaryens. Uh, of course, Targaryens used to reside there. Um, he also, they say, might want to lay her to rest where he grew up. And some argue, like I said, she would like to be taken back to Hazai on the way to Volantis, which is where... shy, the-, the Shadowlands of Asshai? Uh Azai. A-S-S-H-A-I.
0: a-s-s-h-a-i it's yeah. a shy oh i always say that. yeah no. I always pronounce yeah it no, it's all good yeah I, I know what you're talking about yeah you know how you
1: read stuff in your head i even put southeast essos yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. the so, shadowlands of a shy yeah yeah which is where uh the dragon eggs you know came from uh illyrio monopatis uh, that's illyrio mopantis, mopantis yeah. uh gave her the eggs in season one well, he was in
0: Pentos um, when he gave her the eggs in season yeah, one. Yeah, well,
1: I'm just saying gave her the eggs in season one yeah, okay. is when he gave it to her. Um, and then, you know, this is in a little bit different place, but kind of there, it, you know, Quaithe had that prophecy that of the mass shadow that said, to go north, you must journey south. Mm-hmm. To reach the west, you must go east. To go forward, you must go back. And to touch the light, you must path beneath the shadow. So what some people think this could mean is she would actually go south to get there and then east and in order to do that she would have to die and come back so she could actually go to see a priestess and come back and then she would be the princess that was promised
0: my issue with that is that the the prince that was promised was promised to bring the dawn the dawn came when the night king died and the army of the dead are no more so now like What's like? There'd be no no reason for that to be fulfilled, you know. If if Danny was meant to be the princess that was promised, you know, because even when you go, she Danny asked Melisandre back in Dragonstone. So you think I'm this princess that was promised? And Melisandre's like, eh, well, prophecies are tricky. I already made a mistake a couple times, so I don't really know what mm-hmm. you are. But I think you and John's know a big part to play, you know. So. I just to me, it doesn't make sense because there's no reason for her to be brought back as the prince I was promised because Dawn has already been brought into mankind. Now, in case we, you know, something I'll bring up in the summary, we talk about Craster's babies. I got a lot of stuff to say about that if they end up turning out to be, you know, issues maybe. But now, here's my one two cents on this: is I think it's the most plausible because they screwed
1: us on pretty much every prophecy out there, anyways, and you still have. The whole idea behind this is Canvara made a quick appearance in season 5 and was basically never seen again. So, you never
0: know. I mean, that it makes it could be possible because but, but prophecy-wise it doesn't doesn't make sense because but, the prophecy like she's got no sword, Danny's never wielded a sword until she helped Jorah like that one stab point. She's like You know, she the the dawn's already been brought in. Like there'd be no point to bring her back. Like the whole princess promise was there to be, like, ending the long night. Which I have an idea
1: with that, but and this doesn't go into summaries or or different things we'll talk about. But don't forget, Sir Arthur Dane, his sword was never handed down and was always described as having a bright white light burning out of it, and that's in Sunspear that's south
0: do we really see daenerys as a warrior who wields a sword though no i'm just saying (laughs) like 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 i would i would take ari over that bottom line is we got screwed i'm just saying
1: it's like the most plausible thing i choose to go with this theory because i like (laughs) danny so i want to believe she stays alive do i think that's the case no but the way they've screwed up My my
0: show. (laughs) (laughs) I can believe whatever I choose to believe. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yeah. So let's get back into the next series of events, man. Uh, You know, Grey Worm. This is where he brings out Tyrion. uh, Before what's left of the great houses, and what I wrote here, it it must have been months to this point, by the looks of like the beard and how long it would take everyone to get there, because you think about it. You know, it would take a month just for people to get there from Winterfell. If we're going by what Cersei said back in Season 1. We've been traveling for a month, my love. Surely the dead can wait from King's Landing and Winterfell. So we think about that. Then, you know, Robin Aaron's there. Uh, you know, the Prince of Dorne's there. We talk about how the travel time would take. And then all, like, how scruffy and crazy everyone looks. It had to have been months since uh, John killed Danny. That Grey Worm and Unsullied kept John prisoner. So... Uh, Did you want to add anything to that?
1: I mean, just one thing I kind of uh, put in a box here. This has nothing really to do with that. I was just saying, it's interesting I wrote this down to make sure I made myself think of it. Say if Danny was the prince that was promised, do you think she would have come back being more... Being able to be advised by both sides, so being no, more... she would have came back with a fucking vengeance, ready to blow, <laughs>
0: blow really down everything. You really think so? Yeah.
1: Really? Yeah. Uh, even after that, because she's kind of like a different. Remember how John was different when he came back, and the, my watches ended. So yeah. you see what I'm saying? No, it's possible. but the thing
0: is, is like I mean, anything's possible in fantasy, right? But <laughs> yeah, well, my, him, this, my, this is
1: why bro. I love Harry Potter because at least they gave us a fucking ending. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
0: The thing, the issue I have with that is, bro, like. Remember what did John do immediately after he came back? Like he got revenge and like hung all the people who stabbed and killed him. If you think Danny's not going to do that with her, like if John, his gentle nature and like being like a person of reason to that, Danny's oh, going to blow shit, down dude. all of Westeros. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, like, bro, Winterfell she's going to the man. whole what all Westeros. Winterfell is, is done. I think she's going to blow through the Eyrie, through the Riverlands, through the Winterfell, through Dorne. Like, Westeros won't exist anymore. Yeah. <laughs> so that's the issue I have I just
1: thought it was interesting because they even backed this up with a quote that she said in season 5 so uh, I don't believe this but I thought it was interesting it's what Kinvara said in Marine, where she was like Daenerys Stormborn is the one who is promised from fire she was reborn to remake the world Daenerys has been sent to lead the people against the darkness and this war and the great war is still to come so they're trying to say maybe she like still would believe it and would be down there so, I thought it was interesting.
0: Yeah. Keep in mind. It was that, like, interesting
1: because I wanted it to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's right? why. And that's
0: yeah. the thing, too, is that Melisandre was super confident that Stannis was the prince that was promised. Yeah. Like, you know, and that, we saw how that turned out. So, we did like these red priestesses, you know, very, very sketchy. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. But, um, Ammon, yeah, back to, back to like the series of events that happens here, right? So, like I said, I don't. I I can't put a number of months. I think must have been past, maybe four to six, but to for everyone to get there and for like the intelli to take them, I would say probably four months is what the length like of time most likely from John stabbing Danny to all of the houses, the great houses left, and then you know that everyone showing up, and then all you saw how straggly their beards looked, like they haven't been upkept and like forever so you I told to say. speak? yeah right <laughs> yeah so uh dude it's funny that that doesn't happen quite yet but um they, they start arguing about Jon Snow's fate now do you have the actual quotes here because I, I have one from Aria right away that I want to say but I don't know if you have the quote that led up to her her funny thing here let's see what you got all of it where <laughs> you I don't know from the beginning uh, <laughs> you might have to turn a page kay. back or turn the next page so Sansa asks, where is John? And Grey Worm responds, he is our prisoner. And Sansa says, he was supposed to be brought to us. No, he was supposed to be brought to this gathering. Grey Worm comes back with, we will decide what to do with our prisoner. This is our city now. Sansa, Grey Worm, argue about John, how she he should be sentenced. Tyrion suggests, well, here, look, here, this, <laughs> this jumps is like a bit. Josh can't this read. My no, notes. The, the, the notes are fine, but <laughs> yeah. there's a couple things in between that. Because they talk, they argue a little bit about how John yeah, should be sentenced mm-hmm. and stuff. And so I know at one point Yara even says something That's along right, the lines yeah. of, Yara "You know, was saying... he should be killed." Mm-hmm. And this is the uh, quote from Arya I loved. She says, "Talk about killing my brother again, and I will cut your throat." Just right there, yeah. just nonchalant, not a problem, but go ahead, try it one more time. I promise you, I will cut your throat, <laughs> right? Yeah. And so this is where Tyrion starts, like, you know, talking about uh payment for, like, you know, everything. Like, you know, do we give the unsullied lands? Like, you know, there's a bunch of great houses that don't exist anymore. You can take any one of their strongholds, and Greyrim responds, we do not need payment. We need justice, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? We have heard enough from you. (laughs) Yeah. Because Tyrion says, it is not for you to decide. And Graham yells down to him, you are not here to speak. (laughs) (laughs) And then this is right before Tyrion talks more than literally anyone there and basically decides the next king. But he's not here to speak. Okay. Whatever you say, guys. So I found that super ridiculous. We make it a point. Tyrion and Jon are the unsullied prisoners. And he brings them out. And Tyrion starts talking. And Grey Worm looks down at him like he's a prisoner and says, You are not here to speak. You are not here to speak. But then <laughs> literally goes on an entire soliloquy of who's going to be the next queen and how they're going to rule from now on. And who's going like, you know, to... Like, like okay, so what was the point of even saying that? What's the point of Tyrion being a prisoner? Right. So uh, when they talk about the the next king, he goes, "You're the most powerful people in Westeros. Choose one. Yeah, <laughs> like, pick one. Choose one of the kings, right? Fuck. Um, I, and this is what I have wrote down <laughs> here, man. <laughs> fucking Edmure has <laughs> the fucking audacity, bro. Uh, yeah, is that what you're laughing about? Yeah, so? I was laughing at that, and yeah. I was heard. Of, I was laughing at Grey Worm going, "We have heard enough from you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, that was laugh, what I was laughing Dude. at too.
0: Edmure, if you guys remember who Edmure Muir is, he is Rob Stark's uncle, Catelyn Stark's brother, who actually got married at the Red Wedding. He married Roslyn, right? Now throw you from a cannibal. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. he, we last time we saw him is when Jamie went back to take uh, River Run from the Blackfish and he used Edmure as like a as a hostage, right? So Edmure has been literally a prisoner during everything that's going on no help whatsoever to literally anyone Anything. and has the effing audacity especially screwing the Tullys out of river run that the blackfish retook after being and being a prisoner for over four years to be like start making a case on why he should be the next fucking king of westeros this is
1: like someone writing themselves in as president and saying i just wanted to let everyone know i'm <laughs> the most valuable here
0: Dude, and the funny thing is, is like San Sanso looks at him. and He goes, "What'd she say? Sit down.
1: You can sit down. <laughs> sit down." It's even the best way to relate it to people is if you volunteered yourself as student government, but no one wanted to vote for you. But it's even more extreme because it's like the president or the king at the time. Like you're
0: like, hey hey, fuck you guys. (laughs) Just wanted you to know. Dude, like like I said, what I wrote down is Sansa laughably dismisses him. I don't remember the direct quote, but she would something like, sit down, uncle. Remember when he said, I think that's like, he was like talking about how he was like a blacksmith. Yeah. No, not blacksmith <laughs> so he, was like, you know, he was talking about like I, I I'm a survivor of three wars. Oh yeah. Oh like, like going to the like, veteran veteran of yeah, three veteran war, this three and, wars. and then, then sounds like that. Uncle, sit down. And like 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 look like points to their own <laughs> yeah. head, like hey, get sit, sit down, bro. <laughs> yeah. Sit
1: this motherfucker down. <laughs> like, oh, dude, how embarrassing like some is that for skill.
0: It's embarrassing. Why would you ever do that? That's so funny. But, hey, I mean, he, he's like, never been up. the most smartest like <laughs> individual. You can tell times but, passed uh,
1: though because his hair got short. He's gray uh, now. Well, and we
0: know about times passed. You see Robin Aaron looking all glowing up from yeah. You know so. Yeah. But uh, I thought this part was funny too. Sam actually proposes a democracy, mm-hmm. and they laugh him away. But like what Ford thinking for our boy Sam Tarley? Like yeah. you know because he said something along the lines. I didn't write the quote down, but he's like what? Yeah. Uh, he, he said something like. Um, Choose. Why don't we choose? Well, like uh, no, he's like, and, and when we're talking about like choosing someone to rule over the people, should that that should be chosen, well, by the people. Like like basically, like I said, for proposing, proposing a democracy and all the great houses laugh him away too. Like that was such an asinine idea, but like that's how we run our country nowadays right it's like the powers and the people you know we choose we elect and so he came up with that back in this like you know crazy age and they're all like you're an idiot you know <laughs> like you would have you know people would be choosing dogs like you know he's thing you know we should count <laughs> the dogs as a vote i think right? it's led to some small skill yeah.
1: <laughs> he is embarrassed.
0: So embarrassed. Well, that's Edmure. I'm talking about Sam now.
1: Oh yeah, I know. I'm just saying uh, for Edmure. You just decided to go back. <laughs> God, I couldn't get over it. It's just completely. It's take a shot. It's <laughs> embarrassing. I'm embarrassed for... You know when yeah. it's so embarrassing, Grinchy. you're
0: embarrassed for that guy? Yeah. Like, you want to fast forward because it's so embarrassing. This is the thing I think... I said this... Like, I have underlined. This whole scene is ridiculous. Tyrion's <laughs> a prisoner, but he's making all the decisions here. The Unsullied don't know how to send ravens out to, like, different places. Tyrion has brainwashed like, the fuck yeah. out of them. Like, literally. Like, 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 it's all ridiculous. You have all these people sitting... Like, uh, on this dais, you got the Prince of Dorne, you got Yara, you got Sansa, you got Arya, you got Bran, you got Sam, you got Jan Royce, you got... <laughs> dude, like, Edmure, d- d- fucking Robin Aaron. I want to say this
1: real quick. It's basically like, Edmure sits down, and then the other two people that we'll talk about in a minute are basically like, But we're gonna do exactly what you did. <laughs> dude oh actually that's exactly what we'll do thanks for the idea our queen does love ships
0: <laughs> dude I just thought like, it was just ridiculous the, the, like the bigger queen you are I don't know man I, I thought it was all silly You know, I thought this whole ten, episode was ten, bullshit ten, put, put what you had there about Sam and all that so so Sam suggests
1: oh, we should choose who gets to be the next king or queen and of course they all laugh and Tyrion goes you know they ask him you think it should be you and he says oh definitely not you know you have one I betrayed and then the other one hates me then he says I've had nothing to do but think these past few weeks about our bloody history about the mistakes we've made what unites people armies gold flags stories there's nothing in the world more powerful than a world, a quick story. Nothing can stop it. No enemy can defeat it. And who has a better story than Bran the Broken? The boy that fell from a high tower and lived knew he'd never walk again. So he learned to fly. He crossed beyond the wall. A crippled boy and became the three eyed raven. He is our memory, the keeper of all our stories, the wars, weddings, births, massacres, famines, our triumphs, our defeats, our past. Who better to lead us into the future than Sanzigas? Bran has no interest in ruling. He can't father children. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what right. I have.
0: That's a, well, the next thing I yeah. have written down right there. Sansa says Bran has no interest in ruling and that he can't <laughs> father children. So what, what, oh, but wait, before we laugh about that, like, let's talk about the significance of this now. Jon Snow is not a Stark, right? Mm-hmm. He's a Targaryen. Aegon Targaryen. Sansa is a woman. Arya is a woman. Bran's the last surviving son of Ned Stark. If Sansa gets married, she's no longer Sansa Stark. If Arya gets married, she's no longer Arya Stark. Bran can't father children. So we're seeing, like, the end of the line of the Starks. Now, the one caveat there is that sometimes if you inherit lands, you keep your last name. Like, Cersei Lannister was never Cersei Baratheon, even though she was married to Robert Baratheon. Mm-hmm. So it's like, where's, where's that weird, like, you know? She
1: still didn't keep her last name, though, and she was pretty, pretty powerful. Who? Cersei, Cersei kept. Or... Her, yeah,
0: she kept her last name. She kept Lannister. Oh, or... I'm sorry. I mean, she didn't go to Baratheon. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, that's, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah, like, there are certain right, yeah. like there are certain caveats where it's like, does this actually make sense? You know, because like Liza Tully was Liza Arryn. Mm-hmm. You know, and then the like, Catelyn Stark or Catelyn Tully was Catelyn Stark. So like yeah. all like it's 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 so it's convoluted onto, you know, who takes the name, who doesn't, you know. So I'm not really sure. But at the end of the day, that's that's Ned Stark's last surviving son. And and she mentions that he cannot have children, meaning the Stark bloodline ends with Bran. So I just want to put that out there. Who's to say his cockachino don't work? I don't know. I just don't know why Sansa would just come out there and blurt it out. Remember Forrest
1: Gump with the wheelchair guy? The girl was doing the wheelchair. (laughs) Okay, that's another story. Dude, yeah, I get just, your dirty no. Bram getting no, his dirty on. Stop.
0: I'm gonna go now. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna go. We're gonna now. we're gonna go on from this. So <laughs> that's great. I just I, that's the biggest thing. So now, like the Starks are out of a bloodline too, and, and like part of the thing we're gonna talk about um, <laughs> later on is gonna be like the extinct and endangered houses. So that's gonna be a big issue going forward. Because then, like after Sansa dies. Or, you know, she gets married. They, they're no longer, like, the ward, she might be wardeness of the north, but, like, let's say she never marries and she stays Sansa Stark till she dies. Well, guess what? At some point, this guy will be passed on to somebody and it's not going to be a Stark. Right? So, that's just one thing I took from that. Now, the other thing I took from this, which I thought was super ridiculous, Tyrion literally went from being a prisoner to choosing the king to deciding how rulers will be chosen in the future. How does that make sense? All in all all in a quick like 10-minute sequence cuz then like uh he said like there's in terms of who's going to be it's not going to be uh, cuz you got the rest of I no I, I can't read your handwriting. So oh, the rest okay. the rest of like the how they're going to choose the rest of the kings in Westeros. Go ahead and, and read, you know, what after she tells him that he can not have children. Uh, Tyrion says, "Good. Sons of kings can be cruel
1: and stupid as well, no." His will never torment us. This is the wheel our queen wanted to break. And he looks at Grey Worm. Grey Worm's like, what the fuck? From now, our rulers will not be born. They will be chosen on the spot (laughs) by the lords and ladies of Westeros to serve the realm. Looks at Bran. Bran's ready. Bran's like, I've been doing this shit.
0: I'm ready for this one. Yeah, go for it. Tyrion asks Bran. If we choose you, will you wear the crown? Will you lead the seven kingdoms to the best of your abilities from this day until your last day? And Bran replies, why do you think I came all this way? Like, what the fuck did he
1: come from? You sick bastard. You let everyone do all the fucking work for you and then you just show up? (laughs) <laughs> I bet you're the same thing with the father-children shit, too. I bet you he can really get uh, his dirty
0: on, and no one wants to know. Bro, literally, <laughs> he remember he tells Tyrion, he tells him, you know, uh, I can't be lord of, or he tells, no, he tells uh, John, I can't be lord of anything. And then he talks to Tyrion, and Tyrion tells him, you know, uh, you know you're going to be Lord Stark. And he's like, I'm not Lord Stark. And Tyrion's like, you're the last surviving, boor, the son born of Ned Stark. And then there was a big pause, and then turns like, "You don't want it," and he says it like more of like a statement, "You don't want it." And then Brand's like, "I don't like, want it. I don't really want it anymore." and then so like you're telling me you're talking about how you can't be lord of winterfell you got no like claim to that nothing at all but you're gonna take control of the whole shit why do you think i will <laughs> yeah! why do you think i wheeled my ass down here why do you think i just wheeled get your myself? wheelie on pulling the wheelie baby why do you, you think i came all this way man shake master wow, oh, god, yeah. Just, oh yeah every episode like fuck that, that song fuck that song oh yeah, my god, I to, fucking hate it he wants to dude, fuck the oh, song I hate that, that song so dude. much guys wants he to throw my damn cup to the he glass he wants
1: to move in the club and shake his stuff and make like, love this song to that is song to
0: fuck I'm done with it <laughs> I'm fucking done with that song <laughs> <laughs> fuck it but anyways <laughs> yeah dude, I'm so sick of it but
1: anyways <laughs> I, dude, I'm
0: not fucking all busted from this shit Brandon Mel malice in the fucking chalice.
1: It's all mine now. Suck it. Okay. I summoned by the gods of the underworld the malice in the chalice. This actually is actually a decent one. Okay. So here's why. So I think it's bullshit. This is complete bullshit. Must have came out of the writer's ass. Because if Bran really wanted it, why would he say yes when he was like, why do you think I came all this way?
0: Like he knew like it was almost like he knew what he was coming down there for. <laughs> Could you imagine Bran doing the dirty? What if you called <laughs> children? What if he
1: did?
0: <laughs> well, then we'd have we'd have more starks at least like yeah, maybe dear, no more kids. Like because they 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 went cuz keep in mind of who he <laughs> chose as like his hand and like his his advisors. So they, went they made the point to say, like, hey, we're not going to have, like, children be rulers anymore, <laughs> so let's say, let's say on the off chance that he did have children, follow me here, if he did have children, they wouldn't be kings and queens, but they'd at least be able to keep the Stark name going. And then Sansa would be double fucked. That's a... Okay, not so... really, because at that point in time, by the time Bran finds someone that, like, he can procreate with Sansa, it would have been older, and they would be really young, and by the time they're old enough to really rule, she would probably be on her way, like, ready to, like, give up. Like, she's, like, either... Not dead yet, but she'll be in her like sixties. You know what I mean? She's totally cool with that. So in
1: the um here's my quick point. What's funny is I'm not laughing at the fact that he's has disabilities i'm laughing at the fact that Tyrion basically has brainwashed this whole fucking shit <laughs> he's convincing all them to do th- do you think he looked at Bran and was like oh i got one fuck yeah <laughs> and then Bran's like what if brand never even planned it because Bran can't see the future right like we've talked about supposedly but he just saw that a-
0: vision of the dragon over king's landing so they never really explained that so thanks a lot guys it's been an awful <laughs> which makes uh- no sense so what if Bran was just saying there and they like had no idea he's like oh fuck yeah (laughs) like i did nothing the the thing is is like i did nothing he was already ready for it though he's like why do you think I came all oh, this wait. way? Oh, like, what? Like, like, he thought of a, Got what? a long way to wheel this boy <laughs> down here. He, he thought of that clever
1: saying real quick out of his ass and was like, oh, fuck yeah. Baby, you can get our fuck on tonight. Uh. <laughs> it's going to be big dirty time. Big fucking dirty over here. I'm the king of the castle. King of the castle. King of the castle. Just, no work for me, thanks. Just, but that's my mouth's in the chalice because I just think it's completely ridiculous. That you have Tyrion that's just suggesting shit, and everyone's just going with it. Like, and they're yeah. just going. With it. Tyrion probably could have been like, "Well, I wouldn't recommend myself as hand, but I would definitely recommend myself as king." Fuck you guys, you're all executed.
0: Like, it's so silly that like, he went. Like I said, I don't think he did this on purpose. Like he was like, "Ooh, I can manipulate." Brandon. I think I think he was trying to do what he thought wasn't the best. Like you know, for what was best for the realm. But the problem is, is like you were there as a prisoner. You fucking threw, you, you released your brother. You threw your hand of the queen badge down, like you, you like you gave up all sorts of rights. You went there. Grey Worm told you, you're our prisoner. You're not here to speak. And then you go on this entire monologue and decide the future of westeros <laughs> like,
1: we will hear no more from you
0: <laughs> except we hear a lot more from you yeah. he talks more than literally anybody <laughs> else you are not here to speak but go ahead and talk more than anyone else here on this dais that's think, fine no problem
1: people fucking forget he's a prisoner it's like so people silly. forget and do people in jail get to become hand to the queen and the like hand hand that's a that's a problem i vice got President. too is
0: like fuck fuck the Tyrion part like yeah that shit's annoying but like Man, Bran like to the, goes on this whole thing about saying, "Oh, I don't want nothing. I can't be Lord of Winterfell. I'm not Lord Stark, but I can be king of the <laughs> whole motherfucker." Yes, look, yeah,
1: it's the Ollie G show like, up in this bitch with Bran the Bee.
0: Yeah, oh, yeah. Bran the Broken. Like here we Brand, go.
1: And and on today's so. night of SNL, we have Bran the Bee shaking his tree. Oh like, yeah. So
0: here's the crazy part too. They all agree, and th- but the thing is, Sansa <laughs> tells them that the North is going to remain an independent kingdom, and Bran agrees to it. So that was pretty cool. Not dinner. Oh you, yeah, go ahead. Can you
1: can you read that? I want you to read. What that <laughs> I sounds. don't know if
0: I can read this shit. <laughs> yeah, you came can. all this way to. I c- yeah I I can't read it man I don't know what that says no, up no, there. No 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 right here came all, all this way, way to... to I don't know what that says. Take. Take. Dude, just just do it. Came I all this way to take y'all shit, bitch. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't. Know. I couldn't read your handwriting is not oh, something man. that's legible for me. <laughs> yeah, hey, like me, I can't read yours. Yeah. So it works out. Mine's tiny. Mine's like mine's very very small writing. I we don't can't
1: blame. cheat off any either one's notes. Um, but I said, I said Bran. That's actually
0: true. We can't. <laughs> I
1: said Bran is the real goat because he got everyone to do his dirty work for him, and he took yeah, their he, whole shit. Yeah, he <laughs> became the
0: most powerful man in Westeros, and like didn't do anything. Like, he was. Remember those? Wrong. I'm
1: sorry, I keep interrupting you. All good. This just episode is so ridiculous. <laughs> That's what makes you Remember those Silly. memes? Not memes, but like where they would have the picture and then write goat on it for like Arya and Danny. No, you need to have Bran and his little chair on there, and it says "Goat" because he is the ultimate Peter
0: Baelish. If you thought <laughs> Peter Baelish, this motherfucker didn't even have to say shit to take all your shit. You know what's funny too? Because like now, like, like if we got to this point here where like everyone agrees for him to be king, right? And this is something that I showed you earlier today, um, before we started this. There was a theory that there was an Easter egg the whole time. Like basically this projecting cool. Bran to be the king, so I don't want to pull it out now. But but Chase has the entire box sets of all the Game of Thrones from season one to season eight. And on season one, you see Ned Stark on the Iron Throne, like like kind of like lay, like like um leaning on a sword, and then to the right of him, there is a raven sitting on the Iron Throne, like on the on the leg of the Iron or the um arm of the iron throne symbolizing the fact that like you know raven and he's the th- and brand's the three-eyed raven and he was projected to be the king the whole time just by that cover art for season 1 so i don't know if that's true or not but like if that's the way they were going fine but like the way you got there was just really stupid <laughs> like, like I, at least let him do something
1: like i mean it's he, like
0: they yeah, just told people where people were awesome man that's even mira <laughs> like,
1: the girl i still think loved him like he
0: said thank you like,
1: I mean, it, I, I don't know, man. He had no I,
0: personality. Like, he just was, like, a zombified <laughs> version of himself.
1: <laughs> once Bran was, once get, was gone, he was
0: gone. Let's cool. get into it, man. Malice
1: and the Chalice, baby. Off to the shadows.
0: Yeah, so, like like I mentioned before, man, they all agree, and then but Sansa wants to make sure that the North remains an independent kingdom. To which something like Bran does that weird gothic nod. And he just doesn't even answer. He just like he just looks at her and nods at her. She, she said something along the lines of, you know, you're going to be a great king. Oh,
1: no, no, no. I had a question after you because it brings up a really good question. I okay. I wanted to see your opinion.
0: So I don't have the, right, the exact quote what Sansa said. Something along the lines like, you're going to be a great king, brother. But, you know, the, the north has suffered too long underneath southern rulers. And we're going to remain an independent kingdom. And Bran kind of does that weird gothic nod thing and that's how you know the north finally got their their long-awaited Independence from the seven kingdoms but So going away from brand back to John being captive at this point <laughs> yeah, right. um, His beard was ridiculous <laughs>
1: Why did he not tell him he was the rightful heir and he could have pardoned himself? Think
0: about that. Like the they is, have is, no like, choice at this point. Danny's dead. The problem is, is that Sansa already knew, Arya knew, and Bran knew. Like they all knew. They could have all said something. But it, it's all about lineage, right? So, yeah. like, well, why? That's the, that's the thing can they were trying, we trying to change. That. That's what they were trying to change. Is like they don't want it to be about lineage anymore. Now, because I thought that's what the whole point. Like when Bran's done being king, or he dies, it's not going to go to his son. They're going to elect a new king. Like the big great houses are going to elect a new king. That's the whole thing they were trying to change. Now the problem I have, I'll <laughs> summon oh, yeah. my malice in the chalice card, guys. Hell yeah, baby. Hell so, yeah. Because this, this kind of goes back a couple <laughs> seasons ago. Um, Big issue I have. Remember back in season, I want to say two or three, not sure which one, but Sir Davos and Stannis Baratheon go over to the Iron Bank of Braavos, and they want to get a loan for the war and and Tycho uh, Nestoris, the person who like Cersei uh, actually has an interaction with like at the end of season seven to get all the money She like the Lannisters owed she paid off in full with the gold that they like ransacked from Highgarden, right? So that Tycho Nestoris guy he declined and denied Like the, the money that Stannis was requesting Basically told him to have a good day but what happens Sir Davos stands up gives this long eloquent, eloquent speech about how Stannis always repays his debts. He's a just man. He, he holds up his hands where like his knuckles were like cut off because that's what Stannis did like, you know, as as a punishment for his crimes. He cut his, you know, fingers off the knuckles. Goes about the whole thing how he, you know, He's such a gr- he's a great man. He's the warrior you need. He's in his prime. You know Tywin's in his sixties. Like uh, he go anyway. Long story short, he goes to bat for Stannis like nobody's business, and then they end up actually getting the loan after all. Now Sir Davos, where the fuck were you defending John? John could have used your help. Like let's talk about that. Like, Sir Davos didn't say a word in defense of John this entire time, when he could have said something along the lines of John Snow. He died. He came back. to so He's always been doing stuff that's right for the people. He's the rightful king by you know by the erage. He's been born of a Stark and a Targaryen. He's got the right um, you know temperament. He's like he could have done anything at all, but crickets from Sir Davos. And doesn't go to bat for John at all. Can we talk about why? Yeah. I don't know, but that's my malice and the chalice card It's like to, to, it to, the, and shadow off realm. to the shadow realm. And, I, just got frustrated and because- I
1: summon the great debate oh, on that topic. This is the first time we've used two cards yes, on a topic. Yeah, that's crazy. By the way, Josh is in the process of making these really awesome cards. Oh, yeah, I, I want to give him credit on this. They look so good. They're like <laughs> high depth. It's like watching the great debate and malice card in 4K. <laughs> it's awesome we're still, we're uh, still
0: working on the prototypes, but big. we tried to uh we put something together yeah, yeah we're even we working on a you.
1: better camera for our youtube audience can yeah. yeah. see a little bit more so I'm always doing stuff that, to improve yeah yeah but my great debate here two things it's a two-part debate man this is the first time i've used both cards in one thing uh so two things sir davos going off of that do you think he's a dirty old conniving man Like I've said since season 2 Because he never stuck up for John And Tyrion All Tyrion had to do was not say anything about choosing and say John was the rightful king with the way he's fucking brainwashed everyone and John could have pardoned himself. Do you think they're both out for themselves? That's my great debate.
0: I'm going to say no on both aspects because I don't think that anyone was going to let John just walk scot-free after murdering Daenerys. That wasn't going to happen. Like, like at least, like, maybe they let him go free. But you're the king. But he's 100% not the king. Like, they're not going to accept that. Like, because remember, like the Yara is part of the Seven Kingdoms, and like mm-hmm. you know, every like there's gonna be a big split of people who thought that was right and who thought that was wrong, and then all of a sudden you're gonna have like war again amongst the Seven Kingdoms when you just got it to a spot where there like, could be peace. So, putting John and like like proclaiming him as the rightful king would have caused a lot of problems in the kingdom. So no, I think Tyrion made the right choice in not nominating John as the king of the Seven Kingdoms because at the end of the day. Him and Varys always wanted what's best for the people in the realm. That's my biggest thing about that. If Jon gets elected king, there's gonna be civil war all over again. Then Solid will stay with the Dothraki and just fucking kill everyone. Yara will probably help him out because Yarrow was pissed off that they didn't kill Jon. So okay. I don't think that Tyrion was out for himself there because obviously he was up. He didn't even. Like, he offered Bran the position, and Bran, you know, not to get a far too far ahead. It was like, you're going to be my hand. And Tyrion's like, no, me, no. Like, I've made too many mistakes. I don't even want that shit. And Bran's like, well, that's why you're going to spend the rest of your life making up for those mistakes. Right. Right?" So I don't think Tyrion was doing anything for himself. As far as Ser Davos goes, I really just think it's something that they just left out completely. I I don't think... No, I said completely. I'm going to take a shot, right?
1: Take a shot, baby. I'll take one with you. Getting the malice deal. Yeah.
0: So my biggest issue with that is more along the lines of a writer breakdown because sir davos along all along the way has always stuck up for what's quote-unquote right helped helped stand us out there like i mentioned with my malice in the chalice he also talked to lady mormont about how you know they should help out in the fight against the boltons Mm -hmm. right These always had these big things it's almost like they just decided oh we got we gotta wrap it up now we gotta wrap it up
1: that's what it was. So I really think it
0: was. I don't think like I said, because did help Jon out a lot. He helped get him as many people as he could to fight against the Boltons in the north. He 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 went there to Dragonstone and started kind of going to bat for him saying he took a knife in the heart for his people, but like he got cut off by Jon like, hey bro, stop. Like, he's always tried to do what's right I just think this is one of those writer breakdowns where it's like, yeah, we just decided not to go with it because we couldn't fit it into our allotted six episodes. <laughs> like- yeah, I, I agree.
1: I agree with you, but looking from an unbiased perspective, so I agree with you because I—that's I, actually my opinion on it. Like, I don't think Tyrion and Ser Davos are bad people, but you can make an argument based on how Tyrion has always looked after his own family and made so many mistakes with danny and then he starts just commanding this whole shit and then making brand king so
0: he becomes hand which we're going to talk know about he was going to become John. hand he didn't even want to become Hand. he's like no like i like i he refused the right. position brand's like no you didn't i'm gonna make you the hand exactly you made me king i you do me a favor I do you here's a the thing though
1: <laughs> here's the thing Remember in Last of the Starks when he met with Bran when he was over there already talking about it, how he would be uh, Lord of Winterfell, and he said he didn't want it. So in his mind, he could even be thinking, "Oh, he's not gonna want this." So I offer it to him, but then he might accept it because he's kind of like wants to help the people, and then I'm in a good graces zone. So I mean, I don't think that
0: it's a stretch, big stretch. Because at that point, let's say, like he, let's say Bran declines. Let's like, talk about Dirty Davos. Dirty.
1: dirty Davos, man.
0: Still big dirty. But before we get into it, <laughs> let me just defend my point here mm-hmm. real quick. Let's say Tyrion renominates Bran, and Bran refuses. It's not like Tyrion's like, "Well, now we can put who I want here." Like, they're still going to come up with somebody like who would be like a good a good ruler. Wouldn't mm-hmm. just be anything like that. You know, Tyrion just decided to come up with the best option that he thought, and it worked out. But now we can talk about Sir Davos. Go ahead, and you always have some hatred towards <laughs> this guy. But like, this guy's a stand-up motherfucker. He's always been there.
1: Like, He's is he
0: stand-up? Because yes. the only
1: stand-up he did was comedy. When he didn't stick <laughs> up for John, he provided he stuck a up for big John joke. Many
0: times just not when it counted here in this last moment, and He's I think that was joke. more of a. Like I said, I think yeah. that was more of a writer breakdown more than it was like a, a, a character flaw on Davos' part. Let's look at the character though. Okay.
1: When has he really stood up when it counted? Like when has he I Sir Barristan, hell yeah. I just meant I just mentioned like like a bunch
0: of times. He stood up for Stannis like to get them loaned for the Iron Bank from Bravos. He stood up for John trying to get as many people as he could to fight for the North against the Boltons. He stood up for John when he meant to go meet Daenerys and kinda telling him like titles and he was actually the first one to see so he's, he's like i'm not a learned man but like you know when you're speaking to a king of the north you should say your grace and like they had like that whole thing and then he talks about john taking a knife in the heart for his people but john cuts him off like he stood up for john multiple times he has and now it's here's just... my other
1: part to this which i agree with you i actually do agree with you. i don't think he's bad but from another perspective so let's look from stannis he decided to correlate with Melisandre, which could have ended up bad when they sacked on Rinley. So that's just one
0: little tiny thing. With John. Wait, are, are we talking about Davos? He didn't want to do that. Sanus made him do that. Talking about when she sailed him into the, the harbor and made the. Yeah, but the he still had baby. a choice, too. Dude, that's right? your king
1: who made you, like. He Jump told off he- the boat and drown. <laughs> I'm just trying to give the other perspective there's, there's no,
0: But there's really not, like I'm like saying, that doesn't hold I'm up. I'm almost done. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Did I say I was go finished ahead. here? Finish up. <laughs> Finish up. I'm going to destroy your argument. Go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> and then remember
1: when John died, they all were all prepared to die. And he was like, well, there's another way. Now we found out it was to save John. What if it wasn't another way? What if he just wanted to run off on his fucking own and save his life? And
0: then what if, then, I mean, go ahead and answer <laughs> that because the, obviously you don't think when you talk sometimes because literally, what's his name? Alistair Thorne gave him the option, listen, if you leave right now, we'll give you okay, a horse and yes. food and you can yeah. get the fuck out of here. That is true. Okay, <laughs> so, and then the third thing, though, was with Danny.
1: remember when they were in Dragonstone and Sunday was saying that's the queen we chose. And he was like well, I don't know about you, but I'm thinking about switching to the queen right now. But that was like, a jokester <laughs> thing that he said. Like, to, just, to, like, to get
0: underneath John's... Like, I agree a with a good you. Like, but uh, you know, almost like the, what you argument tried to put against it, like on an unbiased side, almost kind of proved my point even more. Like if he didn't have any loyalty, he could have just let John stay dead. Mm-hmm. What was the whole fucking point of trying to bring him back? <laughs> like, well, I, like, like,
1: I, 100%, I 100% agree with yeah. you. I'm just saying from that point, if you were really trying to be a tool about it, you could try to put some sly shit together. I don't know. It's just like the Bible Vi- just let Because he's dirty. He's an old dirty man nice man he's a nice man. It's <laughs> he's beautiful, big beautiful heart and soul he's big dirty conniving he switches no. kings he went from stannis to john he doesn't know what he wants all he knows is he you wants know, to live on the reason he went to the john is because stannis
0: died what the hell is he gonna do just like <laughs> he <laughs> went talking. to john because he wanted to be on the living no, he, side he went to john because stannis saw something in john and it's like it was almost an extension of stannis because Stannis was grooming John to command and be John Stark if he would have accepted, so What was his
1: name that got burned? What was his name? The or- the Wildlings King? Mans Raider? Mans Raider. I didn't see him go to Mans Raider's side. Mans Raider had a bigger army.
0: Well, Mans Raider <laughs> Mance Raider got fucked up by uh um because he stannis. knew stannis was gonna well he did they, they they he was, thought <laughs> he was right like that's what i'm saying it's not about going to the Southern army he showed loyalty this whole entire time and he even still in a in a way in his own like twisted way showed loyalty towards um stannis by sticking with john because that's someone stannis showed interest in mm-hmm. he could have gone anyone else he could have fucking decided to go into uh interest showing interest in Anybody else, he could have went to Daenerys, a Dragon Queen, back to Dragonstone where he originally was with Stannis. He could have done a bunch of stuff,
1: right? So I agree with you. I'm just saying he's a sly dog. No,
0: I think he, I don't I think know. He's i a would... nice guy who has good intentions, and it's just like things haven't worked out in his way. Because remember, his sons got killed by Tyrion. <laughs> yeah, never got brought yeah. up again. Yeah, in the Blackwater, like like Davos like, was super cool with Tyrion, even though like, Tyrion's <laughs> literally the person who was responsible for his son's death. Yeah, that never that got brought up. Weird. Like let's, th- let's think very about that.
1: Very weird. Yeah,
0: I think Peter Bailey is just
1: a little more sly. (laughs) uh, That's (laughs) what I say okay. I agree. He's
0: not. I don't think he's sneaky in any ways. I think he just like he does what's like you know what's available (laughs) to him. Like, and I think he's always been loyal to Stannis to a point. But oh, off to the shadows. Yeah, we power levels under nine thousand. Okay, cool. Now the thing is here. Remember when they started naming Brandon Brandon the Broken first of his name? Brandon Stark is actually not the first of his name. Brandon, the Brandon Stark, or A.K.A. Bran the Builder, was the first of his name. So they made a plot hole here just by saying mm-hmm. unless they were talking specifically Bran the Broken, like there well, was no one ever called Bran the Broken, I guess. But like Brandon Stark is his actual name, and there was already a Brandon Stark in the past and history of 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 Westeros. Well, yes, but Bran the Builder was not a king. So, doesn't, doesn't mean to be like the oh i mean you can't be a first
1: of your name if you're not a king there's the plenty is, of people named bran
0: well the but daenerys wasn't queen yet and she was calling herself first of her name back in essos and but she wasn't queen
1: well that's because she assumed she would be queen i guess you can argue well the thing you is, you have a good point but it's you, you can't really say that because bran the builder yes he was we'll get into this And little bonus, bonus we'll have at some (laughs) point. But he was never what Bran's position is, though. So you can, I could argue, he was the first of his name, and that was going
0: back almost, you know, thousands of years ago. I don't know. I just think like if you guys, because like you know, John was Aegon sixth of his name, like you know, and he wasn't, you know, he was supposed to be the heir, but like Aegon
1: sixth of his name, that's because he's going to be the sixth king of the throne if he took the throne. That's the key right. there. Like, if you take the throne, you're the sixth of your name. If you're not, you're not. So, he could be Bran... Well, I could argue this, too. Bran the Broken, first of his name. Cause that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah, Bran you know? the Broken,
0: maybe, but that's not his actual name. His name's Brandon Stark, and there's already been a Brandon Stark. That's the only thing that I have an issue with. It's like, don't call him first of his name. if Literally, there was someone else in his family that was like named after him. Uh-huh. But... Um, yeah, anyways. Um That's a good point you made. Just something though. something That's quick that I I, I picked point. up on. Mm-hmm. But brand name's Tyrion the Hand. So let's think about this now. Tyrion goes from prisoner to the second highest position in Westeros in 10 minutes. <laughs> like like literally he goes from prisoner of <laughs> oh, Go ahead, what, bro? I was going to say that disproves your
1: point because there has been another denarius before denarius that she was named after.
0: But she, you know, remember, she's like, I'm Daenerys, first of my name, like, whatever the rest of the towers. were. of the Great Grass Right, like, like I'm saying, like, she's said that she's first of her name. So if there's another Daenerys, then that's, there's a plot hole there. There's she, a plot hole there, because she, the she, we'll talk about those in the bonus episode. Yeah, because she literally mentions that, she's, she mentions that she's <laughs> first of her name many of the times. Because remember when you went to Cal Moro and he's like, you are nobody, millionth of your name, slave of Cal Moro Because right. after she said, I am Daenerys, Targaryen, regular chains, mother of dragons, first of my name. All that she had, like, but first of your name, though, doesn't necessarily
1: have to mean you're the first one with Daenerys, like, or first one with Bran. I think it means you are the first of an heir in the line to the throne, is what I think it is because there was another. We'll talk about this in the bonus episode. There's another Daenerys Targaryen that's before her that's in the Targaryen line that came
0: nothing. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, then I just well, whatever it wasn't <laughs> explained for sure. Yeah, but um, but just wanted to throw that in there because, you know, yeah. I just think like if you're talking about first of your name, maybe you should be like the first I was ever done. Like that's that would be which the would, first that's what I would think. So, but then maybe. Then you're getting through a big plot hole. Maybe this is a completely different universe. Who the <laughs> fuck knows? I think I it's just, it just a this wasn't plot never lock. explained. I mean it was never explained properly. But mm-hmm. um Yeah. Anyways, yeah, so back to what I was saying. Like I said, Brand names Tyrion the hand. Brand like or Tyrion tries to refuse it and he's like he's like, Ah, I've made so many mistakes and Bran's like, Ah, you know what? You're gonna spend the rest of your life correcting those mistakes. So literally Tyrion goes from Prisoner to the second highest position in Westeros in ten minutes' time. Some real fucked up shit goes on there, man. Um, Told you, that conniving motherfucker. Yeah. And so then Tyrion goes to see Jon after all this has been decided. <laughs> i so screwed and up. Do you, you got the quotes right. I want yes, you to take this I part. Did. Go ahead. It's just take it. it. Take I still it. gotta
1: skip through the brand shit because it's so ridiculous. Um, yeah. Okay. So Tyrion goes to see John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To address this question, I had. In it. Um. So Tyrion goes to see John. Hold on. Do, 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 do. Uh, tells. Yeah. Um, so I thought I had, I do have the exact quotes, but basically what I was saying too is he tells him, you know, the Unsullied, it would have started a war if they decided, you know, you would walk free, free. whereas if you would be beheaded, then Sansa and Arya in the Northmen, you would have a big problem, so what they decided was the Night's Watch. I started laughing because... Why is
0: there even a night's watch if the wall is down? I know. And that would go into maybe some of the plot holes I have and maybe about the craster's babies if they're still alive and growing, maybe they become, you know, the next, you know, thing in line. But like And John backs it with a quote. Like I have that quote right here. John says, There's still a night's watch. Yeah. He doesn't even know why. He doesn't even know why. Um and now that's whole thing. He tells him you're gonna take part in the night's watch and Says you shall take no lands, father, no children, like all that, like the whole stuff, like the Night's Watch vows, all over again. But let what's read the read this part real quick because that's
1: important. What Tyrion says because it makes no sense. It's almost like a
0: jail oh, okay. cell. Yeah. So John John asks, "There's still a Night's Watch," and Tyrion replies, "The world will always need a home for bastards and broken men."
1: Right? <laughs> makes no sense. Yeah.
0: They're acting like it's a jail or something. Like, this is like exile. like That's, that's where exile thing, is and it's go. like you know, the the wall is broken on Eastwatch's side I guess Castle Black is still intact on that and in the center there but like, what's the, like, why did he have to go there? Like, literally, because what's gonna happen next, and I'll bring it up in a little bit you know, when we figure out where everyone goes, the Unsullied aren't, aren't even staying in Westeros. They're sailing off to Noth, right? So what's the fucking point? Like, as soon as they're gone we send Raven to John. Hey, bro, come back in. Y'all mm. good? Because you think the Unsullied are gonna come back? Like, do they think they care? Like, you know what I mean? At, the, at that point, uh, the only other part, first people that we don't know about are the Dothraki. We don't know what the fuck happened to them. <laughs> but like, you and technically, up a great and technically, John's their call because he killed Danny. So technically, John's the Dothraki call. How the fuck are so, they getting
1: back to Essos?
0: If they are even going? All right, I so mean,
1: last time I checked, it took all these ships to get them over there that they didn't have. Yeah. Are they going to swim? I realized that
0: the Whites were able to swim Maybe and they can swim This is the whole issue I have with this too It's like they're sending Jon to the Night's Watch And like basically banishing him from civilization But he literally saved the world Saved the world From Daenerys yeah. to taking everything over You're punishing this man He's done everything right Put himself last every single step of the way And you're punishing him for it Basically so
1: I did put this down though Which is what really you cool because it's kind of full circle, because he was trained by Maester Eamon. And one thing we've talked about on the show is kind of how he walked away from uh, Dance with Dragons. And he was actually, we we'll talk about this at some point, seen at a little funeral that occurred. Maester Eamon was, which is how they noticed he was in Night's Watch. But he was never seen after the fight with Daemon. Uh, Targaryen which was in the Targaryen Civil War and just like Maester Aemon gave up the throne John gave up the throne and ended in the Night's Watch but he like didn't he did.
0: give it up like he got no choice in the matter oh, he, yeah. he got told what he was going to do <laughs> yeah. Like, well he kinda gave it up because he kept telling Danny you're my queen well, I guess at that think that point there so I just he think it's gave ironic. it up but it's just it was interesting because like he didn't get a choice then he got told what was gonna happen even though Tyrion's the one that suggested the idea <laughs> that he kills Daenerys but Tyrion no consequences for him you're just the hand of the queen the king no problem go ahead Bran I and mean, go ahead Tyrion do your damn thing if they, we'll just go fuck over Jon Snow that's all good if they offered it to him though. do you think you would have taken it he probably would have refused But, like, they probably could have talked him into it by showing him he's the right person for the job. But, like, it's just one of those things that he didn't even get a choice in the matter. He's done nothing but what was right for his people, put himself last every time, and got fucked over in the end. This was like if your best
1: friend you robbed a bank with, and then your best friend was the one that did all the dirty work and got off Scott clean and was like... Yeah, I mean, I, I got off clean, but uh, I had to sell you out. Yeah, <laughs> You're going to be going to jail for 25 to life. But, but I'm good, though. But, like, I mean, you uh, did the right thing. <laughs> oh, we're, we're good? No, like, I mean, like, yeah, I'm that's good. Actually, that's actually, <laughs> let's, good.
0: Let's, let's circle it back, bro. So mm-hmm. this is exactly what he says next. John asks Tyrion, like, you know, was it right? And Tyrion replies, ask me again in 10 years. You know, so, like... If we don't even know, he's like, like he's telling me that like, I did all this shit and gonna- it might not even be the right choice? Like, I just fucking, like, gave my life up for nothing, possibly? Like, this, is there a sequel? Because they left it off where they could potentially be all these sequels ten years from now. And then, and then what say say he's like, I don't suppose we'll ever see each other again. And Tyrion says, who knows, ten years is a long time. Like, it makes like, no sense. Like, it's just really ridiculous, but <laughs> anyways, after that stupid thing, I've got the Unsullied sound for Noth. John says goodbye to Sansa, Bran, and Aria. Arya asks again, What's west of Westeros? No one knows. And she said, Well, that's where I'm going because that's where the map's in. <laughs> uh, John tells Sansa <laughs> that's that, really yeah. shitty. She was crying, though, when yeah. John grabbed her. And
1: you really do see, though, you know, John. We brought this up a million times how their relationship
0: is. Yeah, so. but I was going to say, remember, John said, Do you think anyone's going <laughs> to so, stop you yeah. from coming to the Night's Watch? But and it wasn't because no. of that because that's, she wasn't gonna stay in in right. Westeros and that's like when they dropped that. But you know, fucking Sansa's like there wasn't any other way. Right? No, okay. Okay. okay, <laughs> okay Sansa. <laughs> okay. You just talking? You talking about no other way with Unsullied gunning on the boat to <laughs> Noth right now? Dude, not you know How long it probably took them to sail? It's, let's say it took eight months to sail. You didn't tell me like they're gonna like go back and check on you eight months from now. Hey, is Jon still in the Night's Watch? <laughs> okay, whatever. And the but, fact
1: we didn't bring this up, well, very little. The fact she screwed over her own family was like
0: nah, man, nah. All hail the Six Kingdoms. Yeah, well, it's, you know, it's up because like, this is the, this is what she's wanted the whole time, and like Bran was like, yeah, you know what? Like you were fighting against Daenerys for this. You've been fighting since you took the like, Winterfell. But back. it's your and, own brother, your flesh and blood that you believe in. Yeah, but at the end of the <laughs> day, like, like they, she wanted to make because at the end of the day, at some point. He's gonna die, and they're gonna elect a new king, and then that new king is gonna have yeah. control of the north, and that's not what she wanted. She's like, "No, we are a fucking independent kingdom." Yeah, which that's it. <laughs> now here's the other half of this. She always wanted to be queen, and she was. She ended up being queen. Yeah, so she ended up being queen. But you know, but uh, yeah. John tells Sansa the north is in good hands with her. John tells Bran, "Your grace, I'm sorry I wasn't there when you needed me," and Bran replies to him you were exactly where you were supposed to be. So, meaning, like, meaning, like, but what what that, That what that meant, well, what that meant, basically, is if we're talking about the, um, the long night, right? John was, what he was apologizing for was not being able to get to Bran in time because he was trapped by Viserion. Uh But the thing is, like, Bran was like, no, you were where you're supposed to be. Like, meaning, like, everything happened the way it was supposed to. So, don't worry about it, because, you know, this is what was supposed to happen, right? Um... So John leaves them, and the next thing I have here is Brienne. I thought this was pretty cool, you know, giving your your boy a final goodbye. Mm-hmm. Uh, fills in Jamie Lannister's pages in the books of the Lord Commander. Because remember back in in uh, season, I believe it was five, when Jamie makes his way back to King's Landing. Um, Joffrey's like, "Where is your name in these books?" Oh no, it wasn't because it had to be season four because Joffrey was dead. In mm-hmm. So, yeah, so right. it was. It must have been the first episode of season four then. Yeah, it had to be because the Red Wedding happened. Yeah, so it had to be like the last episode of season three or the first episode of season four. Joffrey basically mocks Jamie and says, You know, where are your pages in here? Sarah Barristan has like 17 or 8, whatever the number of pages was. And Jamie only had like a small excerpt, and it was mostly about him stabbing his king in the back. Mm -hmm. You know, so Brienne took it upon herself to fill in all the pages. In, in his book of the lord commanders of all the amazing things he did like like outsmarting Tyrion at casterly rock um surviving being a prisoner like she wrote a bunch of stuff and excerpts in there which was a nice homage to him basically saying there's no hard feelings i understand that you did what you needed to do you know and brand's just the ultimate honorable woman of all time
1: and one thing she wrote she said he died protecting his, his queen. queen yeah yeah that was really cool yeah uh, yeah very sad though because think of it on brianne's perspective yeah like
0: she never wanted him to go no she never wanted him to go that's the person that she lost her virginity to uh she loved jamie i think we there was like a mutual attraction for a long time before it built up to following the the long night where they finally consummated that that um not marriage but uh attraction level they they, they ended up um physically intertwining with each other but I'm gonna try to this, get that move in the club and shake my stuff song patented. I'll stab someone move
1: in the club and you shake my stuff.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. If you guys didn't see that, I just tried to physically stab Chase on camera. Nice um, I blocked uh, it with all my b- all his my notes. notes. Yeah, so many yeah. notes, and the, the, the point didn't go through. Um, <laughs> but, uh, anyways, uh, Sam gives Tyrion the book, and this is this is funny because guys, remember what this book was initially titled. An accounting for the history of the wars following the death of King Robert. That was supposed to be the title. And then Sam changed it to what we know as A Song of Ice and Fire. Mm -hmm. Beautiful shit. And then I have this amazing full circle moment here. Remember back when Varys told Tyrion in Season 2, Episode 10, the histories would never mention him, but they would not forget? Because like when because Tyrion starts asking like you know they mention me in a good light and then like oh what did they bet what bad things did they say and Sam's like well they they didn't really mention you at all
1: which that is which is exactly what all.
0: Varys told him what was going to happen and, you know it was just it was funny like Varys got one last laugh from like you know the great beyond on Tyrion because he mentioned it like in season two episode ten you know the histories will never mention you but we will not forget and this was that was you know talking about him. Defending King's Landing against the Battle of Blackwater Bay, and him taking the, the cut to the, the nose, and him losing his position as hand of the king because Tywin came into the fold and all of that. So it was just funny because it came full circle, just like Vera said. In the Song of Ice and Fire, Tyrion was never mentioned, even though he was a big player. Yeah. So
1: there's another theory too that Sam, uh, you know how he becomes uh, Grand Maester. Mm-hmm. Um, they. There is a theory that he was actually George R.R. R. Martin, hmm. that it was more based that he was supposed to be that person as if George R.R. R. Martin was in the book, okay. which is why the title was changed. So I thought that was really interesting.
0: That makes sense. That's kind of cool. I mean, I don't believe it, but I think it's cool. <laughs> Definitely thought provoking at the yeah. least. Mm-hmm. And then the next thing I have, and I'm super happy about this, you know, one of my top two, can't even put them in the order, but my boy Bron, he survived. Get our boy Braun. he uh, uh, he made oh, it yeah. all the way through to the end. Giving me a castle. Yep, and then <laughs> yeah. Tyrion actually uh, held his end of the bargain, gave him Highgarden and named Braun Master of Coin. So this cutthroat, he went from literally the bottom of the barrel to taking Tyrion prisoner in season one from Catelyn like, because she thought that he was the one that ordered the, the hit on Bran. To defending Tyrion and the very first trial by combat, working his way up from a cell sword all the way to the Lord of Highgarden, which is the second greatest kingdom outside of King's Landing, really. So, Which is what yeah yeah it's it's amazing he's like what's what's double river run and then Tyrion's like High Garden he's like oh yeah. well now you interest me young man <laughs> looks like
1: whoremongering is coming back Remember so he
0: wants to bring back the brothels <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's so funny he he did try to do they did that whole stupid silly argument thing but uh, I did mention this Bran still needs a master of war a master of whispers and a master of laws. And when I do my rewrite, I have the majority of that covered um, with what I think should have happened. So I just remembered that. Now, Bronn, think about this. Look at his titles now. This is Bronn's entire title: Sir Bronn of the Blackwater, Lord of High Garden, Lord Paramount of the Reach, and Master of Coin. That's one hell of a title coming from a sellsword. Like I said, that Catelyn you hired to take Tyrion prisoner and escort to the Vale, man. So that was pretty That's amazing. pretty awesome. Um,
1: and then we have a big moment coming up um, where Bran... Why was this even in there if there wasn't for the theory that I
0: have? Well, there's. I just want to mention the other two positions that were filled. Okay, Sir Davos is now the Master of Ships mm-hmm. and Sam is the Grand Maester, right? Right so now we'll get go ahead and and talk about what you were about to say because i'm with you
1: yeah because sam uh bran looks at sam and says drogon any word why does he
0: even care where drogon is not only that like why does he have to ask you're the fucking three-eyed raven you can see everything that's happening as it's happening why do you need someone else to tell you bro and then that comes to the point where he's like well maybe i can find him well maybe you should have tried to find him already idiot yeah it makes no sense
1: And then, what Sam says is he was last spotted flying east to Volant- And then he's interrupted. And the theory on that is, is
0: he was flying to Volantis. Yeah, I mean it could be Valantis or Valyria because both start and with the sound, same kind of sound. Vol- but Valyria is vol- destroyed. Don't forget that. I mean it's destroyed by the Doom. But the thing is, is like her blood of old Valyria. You know she could be buried. There's mm. there's crypts there of Targaryen, past, future, like whatever they are like the queens and stuff there or people that her could be her lineage. You know in Valyria, it's possible. So it's like they set this up almost for like a sequel. Like she was the prince. That, that better be a damn sequel. Something. Like, like I'm saying, because there was a lot later, of like all
1: this stuff. Yeah, so I, I'm with. You. <laughs> and now they're making House of Dragon*. What, after they set it up for a sequel, I don't, I don't understand. Like, what was even the point of that? I don't know, man. But I'll. Tell I think you. it's a
0: badass thought, though. Could be. Which goes into my rewrite next week. Like okay, I'm. I'm. I'm looking forward to hearing that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Now this is the next this is something funny and this is a full circle moment. You guys aren't going to remember this unless you are real real astute observers of this season of the series, I should say. As everyone is joke arguing about brothels, Tyrion starts telling his jackass and honeycomb joke that was never finished any of the three times he started that joke. He tried that joke first in season 1 in the Vale when he was talking about when he was on trial and he was making a mockery of like saying all the things he convinced or uh, he was um, uh, guilty of that wasn't involved with murdering Bran so he said that there in season 1 then again in season 6 with Missandei and Greyworm when he was trying to tell jokes and make them all then all of a sudden they were getting attacked by the, the um, uh, Astapor and Yunkai and then again, he says it here. He never, ever finishes this joke. He's tried to say it, tell it three times, and he never finished it. Let me see if I can find this for you so that way you know I'm not just talking out my booty hole. So <laughs> um, While I'm looking that up too, what did you want to add to that? Uh, as far as... In terms of like the things that we see as we start closing out this crazy series.
1: One thing I did want to mention, go, piggybacking off your point here, where you said why didn't he just see it? Bran said, perhaps I can find him. Carry on with the rest. This goes <laughs> to the point of brand's just relying on everyone else to do the work for him.
0: Dude, it makes no sense. It made He's that no guy sense. in the
1: group project. But then, yeah, I mean, you My biggest problem here is I just don't understand the point of John going to the Night's Watch. <laughs> like, out of everything. Like, what is the point of that? But... Um, which, did you want to talk about the whole Direwolf situation up there?
0: Uh, kind of, but the first thing I want to talk moment. about here is all the times that Tyrion made this, this, uh, this joke. Now, the first one, uh, I guess I'm trying to, so here's one with Grey Worm, this is the one from season six.
1: At least I she
0: did. <laughs> oh, season one.
1: she a jackass and a honeycomb into a brothel. <laughs>
0: Sorry for the X-Files thing that they you put on there. Did you play the remix version? No, because this is going... That was season one. Oh, <laughs> I once walked into a brothel with a honeycomb and a jackass. The madam says... And that was when the bell started ringing when Marine got attacked. So the first time, Liza Aaron interrupts him because he was on trial. And then the second time was with Misande and Grey Room telling that joke that you guys just heard both times. And the third time, he was starting to tell it again and it cut out of the room. So we never got the fucking uh, punchline to this damn Jackass and Honeycomb joke. And I thought it was super funny that this has been something that's been going that on all cool. the all the way yeah. through so that is awesome
1: that's so tyrian
0: too yeah that's great but yeah next thing i have is, is john arriving at castle black right mm-hmm. john arrives at castle black and you know you see his like night's watch uniform kind of thing with his like long claw like yay cool kind of cuts over to uh us seeing Arya and john and Sans, and in, cl- in all in different clips getting ready for the next chapter in their lives right you got Arya on the boat you got Sansa kind of sitting on the throne here. You got Jon kind of in the Night's Watch going through his stuff. And what I said is Ghost finally gets his deserved pet after all, because yeah, that's the that biggest awesome. problem I had was he just like, all right, Ghost, thanks for trying to help us out during a long night, but uh, I'll see you when I see you, buddy. Like what in the world? Torn was just taking care of him after all this time, and so he finally got his pet and was able to go beyond the wall with john which is that what you were talking about or
1: yeah i just think it was a full circle moment like i don't know if they planned it that way because there were a lot of people upset at the first point um do wanna this is kind of a a, you know out of left field side note here by the way you know when the game of thrones theme is playing at this point like the i don't know if it's kids or or people singing the chorus so i looked this up because i thought it was interesting the song is actually called The Children. No one knows the lyrics. The lyrics are actually partly Valerian in Spanish. But no one knows exactly what it is. And it's been all over Reddit and everything. So I thought it was very interesting. There's no actual lyrics and you're singing it. Like, are you mumbling What's, words?
0: Wh- who's singing?
1: Remember when they're walking out with the children and the theme song is going on? And it, it was like mumbling kind of thing. Like it's like they're like, I, I don't think
0: I paid attention to that. It's to like, like
1: the game like the game of Thrones seems so like, theme song, but, like ha, ha, ha,
0: ha, but there was like I didn't know there was any lyrics, so I'm telling you I don't know yeah. what you're talking about with the lyrics. That's why I didn't I don't remember hearing that. Like, I'll have
1: to show you, but yeah, it was like uh they were singing parts of it and I looked it up and it, it's Partly word Valyrian and part Spanish. Interesting. Very interesting, right? Yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't. And it's by that Ramjin guy that writes all this stuff. So interesting.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, after that, after we Ghost gets his like you know nice deserved pet, I see that uh, you know Arya sailing west of Westeros. Sansa, she's sitting on her throne in Winterfell, and they're <laughs> of course she and is. they're hailing her as. Queen in the North! Queen in the North! The Queen in the North! And Arya has her needle. Hey, Arya has her needle. needle? Yeah. And then what I have here to kind of, you know, start really winding down is Tormin Foreshadow comes full circle as Jon and the Wildlings go beyond the wall. and Game of Thrones.